Welcome to Watching Worst Films, the podcast in which two men watch every Razzie <laughs> Worst Picture winner. I am one of those men. I'm Jericho Reed, and with me is Kyle Shemansky. The other nail, yeah. Hello, how, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, this week we are tackling 2016's Golden Raspberry Worst Film winner, which is... <coughs> Hillary's America, and I want to get the subtitle correct, The Secret History of the Democratic oh, Party. Okay. So we forgot, yeah, we both forgot what this was called. If um, if we Hillary remembered film, that, yeah. yeah. If we remembered that subtitle, that might have clued us in a little bit on yeah. the Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown-esque yeah. history element to the film. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. We are. So we start off this podcast every week with the same old things. What was your what was your experience, your knowledge? My with... knowledge of going in is I remember the twenty sixteen presidential election. <laughs> like it was yeah. yesterday. Time is <laughs> time is left forward. Yeah. I know big big Hillary, Hill Dog. Mm-hmm. For the listeners at home, you'll be able to see when we put the social um social media clips up. Me and Kyle are wearing bootleg Hillary bootleg. Clinton. <laughs> which maybe I'll tell you the story um of this here. So I got these shirts in LA. There is a thrift store. It's a wrap that sells clothes used from film and TV productions. And I was there having a look, had a sale. And I saw a bootleg Hillary Clinton shirt. And I was like, oh, ha, 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 that's kind of funny. Should I buy these for our Hillary episode? So they've all got tags telling you what the production mm-hmm. is. Um, so they've got like a little code. And then on the wall, there's like... Oh, BCS, Better Call Saul, like AG, American Gigolo, whatever. And the codes for these ones were FLSH. And that wasn't on the um, the key. Okay. And so I was like, what, what could this be? I was like, oh, is it Flash? <laughs> Does Barry Allen travel back in time? Because like, knowing loosely what the plot of the Flash is about, I was like, oh, he travels back to 2016 and he makes sure that Hillary Clinton wins the presidential <laughs> election. And that's where the timelines fracture and that's where we get this alternate reality. So I've been going around thinking, I was like, oh my God, the Flash movie is going to be about the 2016 US presidential election. It's going to be amazing. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, with just the the the... the the, the smallest piece of doubt that this could be a possibility, I was like, I need to buy these shirts yes. because that would be the funniest thing it imaginable. Is the funny, it's the funniest even if, you know, <laughs> even if your, your theory was incorrect. Yeah. I still love owning this. I still think this is funny. The fact that 2023 makes it even funnier. Uh, it'll go nice with my Jab Bush collection. Um, so I, I have since seen a, a previous screening of The Flash, and unfortunately that was not a part <laughs> of the film. My theory has been disproved. But nevertheless, we do have these weird I'm with her bootleg yeah. shirts. So, so what are they from then? I don't know. No. Don't know. Maybe listeners, yeah. help us out. If you if you see a production shot within the last couple of years with I'm with her shirts, then oh, let this, us know. You know, this, this one has a stain on it. Right? Yeah, it has so a weird yellow. I think it's been sitting for a while. So there's every chance this was from the film we were reviewing today. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Because um, Denise, would, he would get a bootleg. Like, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, Dinesh Souza hasn't profited from us watching the film as we pirated it. Good. But neither has Hillary Clinton Good. profited from this because these are illegitimate shirts. Yes. 
So yeah, we, we pirated this and without our financial contribution, the film had a budget of $5 million. Would you like to guess as to how much it made at the box office? Okay, so I'm saying that um, in this film, Dinesh? 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 Uh, I, I, well, you can decide his first name. I thought his surname was De Souza, but in the film they call him De Souza. So, I was going to go with Dinesh. Dinesh yeah. sounds right. He speaks about his previous film, mm-hmm. the Obama one. I don't know what year that was. Um, yeah. I assume four years to eight years beforehand. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it was 2012. <laughs> every every, every presidential yeah. election. Like yeah. a World <laughs> Cup, you know, he gets ready. Dinesh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. makes a film and goes to prison. <laughs> um, he said that one broke the top 10 yeah. in America for box office or I don't know whatever top 10 something top 10 Republican films (laughs) (laughs) so and I assume that made money I'm gonna so 5 million I'm gonna say this is a white this isn't me being thrown off again like Hudson Hawk yeah Uh, I'm gonna go half I'll go 2.5 it made 13 million fuck so almost three times your gross Dinesh write that man a check studios because Those returns are not often found in Razzie history. And I I will give him credit before we even get into it. He did spend that five million. Like, this is an elaborate mock documentary. Goes up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a a committed committed filmmaker. Yeah, 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 the the Kubrick of the conservative realm. Yeah, so I guess I didn't really say my, my history of this film, similar to you, not knowing anything, but I went in expecting another my pillow guy movie yeah, yeah. i sp- expected quite a dry talking head style expose of hillary clinton of clinton corruption and that isn't really what we got no at all. and even on following that I, I expected a fox production i guess is what you yeah could, you know, expect like, to watch fox news for two hours yeah basically with a, with a bit of maybe some stock footage archival stuff and gotcha moments and all yeah. that like that's that's what i expected a youtube documentary is almost like it's not it's not what we got though yeah so what we got my spidey sense started tingling when it begins with a musical number so it's like a lin-manuel miranda-esque big yes. show-stopping number yeah. there's like a puppet donkey dancing yes. around like a, a, a full band yep <laughs> Um, it's extravagant. It's, it is, yeah, it is. It's the Hamilton, the Hillary of Hamilton. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was. It was amazing. We both lit up as well because yeah. we were expecting Mike Lindell behind the table for two hours. Yeah, we were going to be like, this is going to be straight into it, um, and instead we get a little bit of jazz, a little bit of the old razzmatazz. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. And there's animation yes. that pops up, kind of like quite hellish animation it's like basically hillary clinton with laser eyes as yeah. like scenes from american history pop up like, like andrew jackson al- kkk marching slaves yeah i was like i didn't expect fucking al capone to be flashing up on my hillary clinton documentary but here we are so yeah like i like the godzilla hillary kind yeah. of effect it has um, <laughs> yeah i was really really fucking up for this this is this was a great way to like reel me in i've been suckered before i say all the time but yeah, you had me here, Denise. Well, my issue was that this makes Hillary Clinton look infinitely cooler than she actually is, where she's portrayed to be some sort of like satanic Godzilla type yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? I wouldn't, wouldn't mind. Maybe I am with her. But that's that's you know, I've learned from this 
election with Trump, you know, and it's the same with Obama when he was demonized. And made, yeah. Like, like, don't make them look cool. He's a socialist. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we get this big opening, opening credits where they credit the composer Stephen Limbaugh. I don't know if he is a relative of Rush because he is black on Wikipedia, so we can't. Um, That's a no can't look it yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we also get our little Fargo esque disclaimer. This is a true story. No names were changed to protect the Democratic yes. Party. Ooh boy, burn. I mean, like, that's also really irrelevant for when we watch it because other than like Hillary and a couple of people, it is people that have been dead for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think Andrew Jackson's going to give a shit if he's... Let's, like, to protect, uh, to preserve anonymity, a man called Jack Anderson. <laughs> no. A. A. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get off to quite the, uh, like, l- like I said, my expectations certainly were quite formed and concrete going into this film. I was not expecting a prison drama starring it's Dinesh this I mean, because I, I don't really know Dinesh that well. I um, know him as a name. Yeah, it's a, it's a name it, that got yeah. floated around, especially after, like, this time, yeah, from 2016 to 2020. Yeah. But I didn't know he was a chinless Indian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my note, is it, it starts off with him doing his... Uh, his like criminal profile photography and i'm like come on man you're directing this come on on, jack (laughs) if you're doing you're directing this know your angles like do not show your profile if you do not have a chin yeah (laughs) this is quite astounding he just 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 is missing the lower third of his face like you said he looks like a wojak (laughs) like he looks like an incel meme i think there's the trouble of shooting him as well because he is quite a small man yeah. So you can't shoot from below and do like the Hobbit effect to make him look taller because that's going to highlight the chin. <laughs> so like, unless you took an aerial shot at all times, <laughs> there's just no way. Just fit him with a prosthetic chin. Yeah, movie yeah. magic. Yeah. Give him. We we saw Richard Nixon. He's in this film in archival footage. Give him like a big Nixon mask, a yeah. rubber Nixon mask. I, I am not a crook. I said watching it, and I think it's just because we had Avatar in the brain. Like, yeah. I genuinely think M. Night would be great in this role because oh, the voiceover, yeah. the narration, the sort of wise, I'm teaching yeah. the convicts how to be better and learn yeah. their ways. Yeah. Like, him uncovering, like you say, the Da Vinci Code national treasure. <laughs> I would <The> twist <laughs> yeah. at the end. I would like... have loved it to have M. Night here. He would be perfect for this role. This is the village and stuff like that yeah this is perfect for him yeah it takes a village as we learnt in hillary clinton's book it takes a village (laughs) yeah so what surprised me is like the shawshank redemption-esque element to this film because it begins with dinesh serving hard time because he got sent away for uh yeah for eight months which on wikipedia it says he was in a halfway house It, it seems like he's on like Rikers Island or Alcatraz based on how he he portrays it. Because, yeah, so here we go. In 2012, D'Souza contributed $10,000 to the Senate campaign of Wendy Long on behalf of himself and his wife, agreeing in writing to attribute that contribution as $5,000 from his wife and $5,000 from him. Uh, At the time, the Election Act limited campaign contributions to $5,000 from any individual to any one candidate. Two years later, D'Souza pled guilty in federal court to one felony charge of using a straw donor to make the illegal campaign contribution. 
He was sentenced to eight months and a halfway house near his home in San Diego, five years probation, and a thirty thousand dollar fine. So he's laughing. Paid yeah. that with paid that back with the profits. Hundred percent. And that's where the film begins. Is he's doing hard time. Well, it opens with him getting sentenced. Which yeah. Is, which is <sighs> which is my first red flag. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, you've got notes. You've got the notes. Yeah, yeah. So it, it starts with a courtroom recreation and the judge is atrocious. He's atrocious. Because you know with like some of these recreations, you could potentially be fooled into like, am I watching like actual footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like, in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But this, there is no shadow of a doubt that you are watching a recreation because it is so stagey. And the judge is such a ham yes. that you're like he's not believable as any kind of like yeah. any kind of legal authority. So right off the bat, I was like, everyone in this courtroom should be Razzie nominated. Every, yeah, that was your exact words. I mean, the judge almost masked Denise as well because he's so hammy. Yeah, that it's like okay, like this is Denise being a bit awkward or something. Yeah, he's not, he's not gonna run with this and go to prison, and we're gonna see him play chess <laughs> with convicts. Like, this yeah. is gonna just be a little bit, and then yeah. He'll be real. Yeah, know? while I, yeah, the, I can see the documentary while I was in prison. Yes. Da, 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 here it goes. Yes. But that's not what we get. We do, however, learn that this is a sequel because yes. neither of us knew that he'd made Obama's America in 2012. So little foreshadowing. I'm expecting this to be nominated for a worst remake, prequel, ripoff, sequel. Yeah. sequel. It is a sequel. Yeah, because this is technically a sequel. So he he plays like little clips from that film to be like, so I exposed Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, did you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as a fraud. And his his gotcha moment is amazing because it shows like Obama speaking to someone in a, like a hot mic situation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, let me be clear. This is uh, my last election and uh, I'm a lame duck. So uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm really free to... Uh, Get things passed. I was like, what? That's your big got you moment. Yeah. Is Obama saying like, oh, hey, I'm out after this. Yeah. This is my second term. And yeah. they're like, exposed. Yes. We also get Barack Hussein Obama meeting Justin Trudeau's dad. He had meetings with Fidel Castro, um, <laughs> probably about bringing communism uh-huh. to the US. And D'Souza is like, I made predictions and all of my predictions were proved true. And these predictions are basically probably just things that Obama had promised to do, yeah. like manifesto commitments. Yeah. It's like, would you believe that he would pass Obamacare? I called that. Mm-hmm. I called that when he said, I'm going to pass Obamacare. <laughs> and then they're all just kind of like these like attempted got you moments of Obama being like, oh, we're going to uh, double the national debt, folks. Uh, and... I like that. I was a bit like Barack Sanders there. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, And so then Desauza spoke about making... If you make a film, why are you doing it again, Dinesh? Um, I think... Why are you doing it again, Dinesh? Did someone ask him that or is that me asking him that? (laughs) It could be both. Um, Yeah. I don't um, think anyone asks him. No, I think that's maybe being like, okay, you've exposed democratic corruption... How are you going to... What, what's going to be your Terminator 2? Like, how is going to be the twist on it? Yeah. Why are you... Like, you've failed. You failed to... Oh, I think that's it. He was like... 
he was speaking about this sort of being like Barack Obama being the Antichrist and how he's gonna like he, he kind of failed. Like yeah. he's speaking about like, oh, the Democrats are going to enact their evil agenda. Yeah. And I was like, what? After having been in office for eight years, <laughs> like what what are they gonna do now that they haven't already? Well that's why that's why I think it was you saying it, because it's framed as if he's already exposed the Democratic Party and yeah. the evil. So now this is where even even though we've been off the trails a little bit with the judge and the weirdness, this yeah. is going to be a hit piece on Hillary. Yeah. Like we're going to start with baby Clinton. Yeah. We're going to go through the bill, Benghazi, yeah. the makeover, the... Yeah. Um, Children's Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Or homophobia. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. We're just going to... It's just going to be... Back, we're reenactments because I see yeah. the budget now. Yeah. So we're going to probably have three actors... In my head, I'm like, there's going to be three actors to play Hillary. You know, from baby to, <laughs> to college to like the 90s. Yeah. Lewinsky's going to be... Lewinsky, I was sure, was going to be an archival. Oh, for sure. For or, sure. Or oh, a, a double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, she could be here in there, Flash. I was prepared for... Like, we we obviously watched the... We, we watched a couple conservative films. We watched the MyPillow film and we watched My Son Hunter. I was prepared for that. I was like, they're going to have such a creep playing Bill. Yeah. He's going to eat yeah. up the screen. It's going to be great. He's this maniacal like, yeah. <laughs> guy. Oh, he's going to be great. And like Hillary will be this cunning like Mr. Burns character. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. What I was not prepared for was the act of killing the Shawshank Redemption. Because we get these recreations of Dinesh in prison where he's like speaking to the other convicts and they're like, what are you in yeah. for? Murder. Manslaughter. Yeah. Like, what are you in for? I gave someone too much money. Yeah. And we we also get the, the what I call the Ron Howard voiceover. Because Dinesh has yeah. like a kind of like whiny, nasally, yeah. like... <laughs> it's just a little bit short of like, Dinesh claimed to be in prison yeah. for giving someone too much money. He in fact committed a felony. Well, it's, it's, it's very... Like, and as soon as you said it, especially because of the prison set, like, I got, you know... Yeah. You know, money. Jeffrey Tambor is going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, this is going to cut to Mike. Michael's going to be cut across, you know, like <laughs> talking to him. It's going to be like so fucking close. It was getting uncanny. This um, is the story of one crime family who stole America <laughs> and the one man who could steal it back. This is Hillary's America. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So instead, he learns about the America of the street. He's sent for mandatory psychological conditioning. Like, like you're um, skipping over that, right? Because that's my highlight of the fucking film. Yeah. It's when he learns about violence in the streets. And he's interviewing these prisoners. And he's like, so tell me about gangs. What are gangs? Yeah. And he's like, I learned gangs in prison. You know, I learned that they were just, what's the biggest gang of them all? And you called it like right yeah. away. It's like, it's a Democratic fucking party, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. politicians. And he learned about, like, how to do fraud and how, from a prisoner, basically the whole documentary and his whole basis from this is from one prisoner that told them how his scam worked. Well, this That's film... That's like, funds everything. That's where he gets the ideas from. That's where he connects all these dots and stuff. It's because one prisoner told them about the fraud <laughs> scam he did. <laughs> and he's connected that to everything else. Well, we'll deal with this later on, is, like, how surprisingly progressive or indeed woke this film is for being like a conservative piece like you think anti-cops like anti-prison industrial complex kind of like left-wing ideas you would say but this film is basically making the point that 
Dinesh learns to be a more efficient criminal through going to prison. Yeah, well, the prison so- system, Obama's prison system works. That's yeah. kind of what Dinesh told me, you know. He was rehabilitated. He didn't need any further. He made some friends. He played some chess. Yeah, yeah. Even the he fist bumps the prison guard on the way out as well. Yeah. You know, like, everyone's cool. Well, this film is just, it's so weird because, like, there is kind of, like, passing acknowledgement of, like, prison rape where There's the lot, guy, yeah. his cellmate is, like, I don't want to come out and call my wife your name or whatever. Yeah. And there's a big <laughs> like sign as well that, like, you know, it's when he's getting checked in as well, it is like there's big rape posters. And yeah. Stuff. Like, because that's how a Republican thinks. And, yeah. You know, like, prison, prison equals I'm getting raped by a black guy. And it plays to that pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Like, it's so weird tonally where it's just like, like, he's in a halfway house. He's not in, like, maximum security yeah. prison. And it's just like, it's so bizarre and like it's like are you playing this for jokes are you playing this for like are we meant to believe that the real Dinesh went through this are we meant to think about him getting traded around like like Mel while a picture of Joe Biden looks on yeah (laughs) grinning laser eyed Joe (laughs) Um, but yeah it's it's very odd so I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't get his mandatory psychological conditioning. Like when you get sent to clinical re-education camp, yeah. I to kind of foreshadow how we would improve this film. I would just make this like balls to the wall and sand. I would make this like a clockwork orange if he comes out and he's like, "I'm with her, woo, yeah. Democrat," and he has to get deprogrammed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 having him come out of prison tattoos roided shaved head you know like swastikas or something on him i have him ready to lead he's got like he's got the hillary clinton like h with the arrow but that's somehow also a swastika (laughs) because did you know the democrats were the real nazis all along folks so one of the guys explaining his scheme my note was did edgar wright direct this because we get like whip pans. Yeah. It's like the guy is like, let me bring it down for you. We commit an insurance scheme. Whip, yeah. we're onto the streets. Whip, yeah. we're going around old people's homes getting them to sign up for life insurance. Whip, we're then stabbing them. And it's like surprisingly stylish. Considering the complete lack of juice which my son Hunter had, and this is a documentary and could get away with being far more lethargic, mm-hmm. yeah. but actually has some small element of style. I, I'm not even going to say small. It, like there was, there was more than competency here. Yeah, like there's, there's a shot. I don't know where it was. It's when Denisha's go. It's when does he do his hands? He's evil hands. Oh, that's um, later. That's okay. later. That's later. He's released. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to the minute. But that shot alone, I was like. There's lighting, yeah, there's yeah, framing, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, there's something with artistic merit. I dare yeah. I fucking say it. I'm not saying that this was wonderful. I'm not saying this is my, you know, Malik. This is my Scorsese <laughs> and this is my move over the Oni. But like, I, I was expecting it to be boring to watch in terms of like stylistically. And it wasn't. And even the prison stuff that you're saying with the whipping, the, like the flashbacks, it's really good. Yeah, so... So when he's in prison, much like the Count of Monte Cristo, he uses this time productively to make his body into a machine and Mm -hmm. his mind into a temple. And so he checks out a bunch of books to learn about how crime works in America, which includes 
Mario Puzo's The Godfather. One of my favorite books of all time. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Have you read Mario Puzo's Godfather? I haven't, no. I, I read that in Afstar, so that's where it all came, comes around. I've still yeah. got my copy. Yeah. I stole. Um, <laughs> you criminal. <laughs> I, I'm going to be It's there. page one. <laughs> Mario's like, steal this book. Okay, Mario. When I'm doing my eight months in a hard way house, it'll be because of that book. Um, that was a bad book to learn about crime from. Like, yeah. not going to go on a tangent, but, you know, like it's notorious for how much depth that goes into Sonny's penis you gotta run for office, <laughs> Michael. it's all like the Sonny's penis gets talked about for fucking like George R. R. Martin style like he goes <laughs> in depth about it there's a lot of weird stuff in Godfather I think that's yeah. why I like it compared to the book yeah to the film sorry you are not gonna learn how to be a good criminal it's not it. an instructional here's no, how to no, do no, it no no um god watch Godfather part two and yeah. see the rise but yeah like um I, I i popped for that i think it's the same copy as i've got as well so i was like that makes me really happy what was the other book because i got distracted oh it's like the other ones are irrelevant like i think it's just some like it's it's like it's non-fiction yeah, i think okay, okay. that's what makes the godfather stand out yeah, is like I, yeah, he's not reading like he's not reading like the kind of monte cristo no. he's not reading films about crime or no. yeah punishment he's not reading crime and punishment no, no. yeah <laughs> Uh, it's quite dry stuff and then just a little bit of light reading with the godfather yeah 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 that's a fucking a. i did pop for that that was that was great well my my question which i asked you was when this film was released because i thought that he was making this film as a kind of like hit piece and i i expect this to kind of have the coda of but donald j trump won he defeated the demon and everything's okay and we just need to be careful about what form the hydra is going to reappear yeah. in next but this was released in july 15 2016 so like by the time they finished this like she wouldn't have even won the nomination no so like that's why the tone is like it's like kind of more smug than fearful yes like i was imagining pearl clutching of like oh my god she's like a demon what's she gonna do but it was like it's a peculiar tonal well, like, piece. This is me just having my tin pot, tin foil hat on. I think the majority of this film was always made the the secret history of the Democratic Party. Yeah, the Hillary stuff's tacked on. Yeah. So if Hillary didn't win, it could be Biden's America. It could and be he, noted Democrat establishment yes, figure Bernie yes, Sanders. Yes. Bernie, like, Bernie's America. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have to really The independent him. senator for Vermont has been <laughs> yeah. part of the satanic history um, of the Democratic Party. For... Because, because this isn't, I mean, it's a pro-Republican party film. Yeah. But it's not like pro-Trump necessarily. Yeah. It doesn't pro-Jeb, it's not pro-Ted, no. it's not pro-anyone. No. He, do, he keeps that side. So I think this was in the can when he came out the can <laughs> and he's just tacked on this to get it in time for the actual election yeah he's quite an astute businessman like money for old rope but he's just yeah. like i release the same movie every four years yes i just <laughs> changed i changed the last 20 minutes yeah, yeah um get get the cheapest wigs we'll get the cheapest body doubles shoot them from behind done well, we, we looked it up on IMDb afterwards, and he does reuse some of the same actors, oh, so clearly course. he's got them on retainer, <laughs> getting yeah. the band back together for Biden's America. But that's my point, like, Lincoln, who was the one from, yeah. does, you know, semi-look like a Lincoln, you know, like, facial yeah. structure. The body double for actual Hillary is all from behind. Yeah. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, he cheaped out and rushed it, you know, like, yeah. and even the flashbacks to younger Hillary could have been in already, and it could have just been the general 
democratic evilness. Yeah. I'm thinking that last bit is really rushed. It's done just, let's pack it on, let's cash in. Again, he's a businessman. He The prison stuff was the dream. That's the, I'm ace. I'm, <laughs> I'm also, you know, Nicolas Cage and National <laughs> Treasure. A little bit of Shawshank. Um, yeah. A man of many talents. The last, the actual title of this film is just rushed in. Yeah. So we, he finally gets released from prison and he sets out on this mission to expose the crime family of America. And he goes to somewhere in the Smithsonian, I think, and he sneaks into the back room. That's a Democratic a National Party place. That's pretty good. Is it? Is like because yeah, they're like, like welcome DNC like, yeah, headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. all like, oh, I can't vote Hillary because there's all there's these t-shirts and they're all wearing them. Oh no, no, no! That's later on when he goes in when he infiltrates her campaign headquarters. Oh. This is when he's first. It, it might be like the Democratic Museum the of like yeah, it's it's a similar like it's a it's a political museum but skewed democratic. And this is where he infiltrates the back room. As you said, he does the group pose yeah, of okay, interlocked fingers. Yeah. He was, <laughs> and he's, ha- he's shadowed as well. Like, he knows what he's <laughs> doing. Like, you don't accidentally make yourself look like an <laughs> evil overlord, you know? <laughs> like, this Criminal master to Caesar. Six um, minutes in prison and I'm ready to take over, you know? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we don't get my Ocean's Eleven-esque break-in scene. He just opens a door that says keep out. I oh, There was a part of me, just when he was, you know, when they were building up the keep out, that his former convict friends were going to help him. <laughs> the know, gang. Yeah, yeah the they gang. Just the yeah, we're all going to help him. I've got oh, my man. murderer. I've got my arsonist. <laughs> my manslaughter. The my... fraud guy yeah. makes my fake ID. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be so good. Disuse's 11. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I just fucking walks into yeah. like a back room. This is the Andrew Jackson Lincoln stuff, is it? Yeah, so he finds this box, which he's like, this box contains the hidden history of the Democratic Party. Here's the stuff they don't want you to know. It's like, out front, they will stress Lincoln, but did you know the Republican Party is actually the party of Lincoln? Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before. That's quite quite a good line. They should maybe think about using that more. Mm-hmm. But, so he opens this cardboard box and just, like, pulls out things, which is like, hey... Andrew Jackson, hey, colonialism is bad. Like, he was speaking about, like, the Native Americans being genocided, exploited, like, eradicated, Mm. having... Like, he was almost doing a land acknowledgement. I was like, hang on, wait, this is very unrepublicanism. Unrepublican to suggest that there's, like, guilt over... He never once calls them Native Americans. No. They're they're Indians. Um, Yeah. And he's, he's... from India. Yeah, so he is Indian because he he's born in Mumbai. Yes, so yeah. 100%. But he calls the Native Americans like cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Well. And I was like, you're you're trying to sell me on their the plight, base. but you're also playing to your base. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, those, those, you know, when the evil Democrats were destroying those innocent redskins, you know, like you can't, you've got to be on their side too, Mr. Gage. Yeah. You can't put them down and use like outdated terms and slurs while you're defending them. Yeah, like it's so... This is this section of the film is like so confused because it's one thing to have your cake and eat it of like it's speaking about like things which Republicans basically like either think is good or deny exists and yeah, being yeah. like but the Democrats are doing them so it's like he's speaking about like colonialism and like Republicans are always like they're like woke the, the woke. The woke university wants to teach your children about colonialism. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, what? No, hang on. Like, <laughs> if colonialism isn't supposed to have been like a negative influence on history, why is Dinesh pointing to Democrats and being like, look what they did? Yeah. We get like a, a slip into Napoleon Dynamite narration where he's like, so they would give slaves 300 lashes, which is pretty much a death sentence. <laughs> Gosh! We get like, this this whole flashback section. So if this isn't clear, once he opens the box, we then leap into the past and we're just seeing historical reenactments. We're here for a long time. Yeah. This is the point for me where I'm losing interest. Because I, I made a nice little joke about, you know, Westerns. And I was like, yeah. oh, this assassination. <laughs> Hillary Clinton by the coward Donald Trump. Um, yeah. There were some nice shots. And I was like, okay, there's some fun here. This is more than I expect. I didn't mm-hmm. expect costumes and sets and locations and effort but then quickly realized that i'm just going to be watching reenactments of the people are bad yeah. and bad, bad actors with a bad direction with bad lines so andrew jackson owned, actually he's the worst and he was democratic because he owned slaves yeah he you know yeah it's all the everything we do you we you, everything you think the republicans do actually the democrats did it yeah that's the gist of it for next like for, for the entirety of this. Well, we had our alarm. We had our alarm. We had our runtime check. And I think we were like 40 minutes yeah. in while we were still deep in American history. And this section of the documentary is very wiggy. Like I said it's to you, it's like Mr. Show. It's like a Mr. Yeah. Show sketch. And the worst offender being Calhoun, who his wig is one of the worst wigs yes. I have ever seen in anything. Um, it just it looks like a comedy sketch and you've got these kind of like Tom Kenny and yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Kenny like, looked like he played Davy Crockett and stuff. Being like, like, it was weird. <laughs> I'm a Democrat and I like owning my slaves. <laughs> You're gonna take my slaves away over my dead body. <laughs> Have uh, written here in all caps, no Republicans owned slaves. Yeah. What? Yeah. So yeah, we get we get Abraham Lincoln, Daniel Day Lewis, eat your heart out. And at this point, he's still pulling things out of what seems to be the original box. <laughs> like he pulls because he pulls out some chains yeah, while he's speaking yeah. about slavery. And I was like, how much is in there? Yeah. I was like, it's a little cardboard box as well. Yeah, exactly. It's, not, it's, it's not one like single metal. filing yeah, box. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for him just to pull out like a statue of like Jeff Davis yeah, or something. Handkerchief. <laughs> it never exactly. ends, you know. And my note for that was Tardis box. Yeah. And this was when girlfriend entered the room and made a comment about like, hang on, what's this got to do with Hillary? Like Mm -hmm. why? And she was like, oh, are they going to suggest like Hillary Clinton has been reincarnated throughout history? And she's like, she's like, are we going to see Hillary's reincarnation back in the, back in the uh, antebellum South? And so that's, that's the Doctor Who note for me there is like, I would like this film more if they made out that Hillary Clinton is just some sort of like demonic figure, like The Shining. If they just had Hillary Clinton existing at various points throughout history, of like she assassinated Lincoln, she worked on like the I slave ship. I would fucking love it. Like, see, that's what I'm saying because we are like halfway through here, and Hill Dog's not even near. It's um, depressing me. Like it did. It knocked the wind out of my sails. He doesn't pace things very well, Mister Dinesh. No, the whole film is just like. Like, it's portrayed as some, like, red pill, like, owned by your own logic. And the only only people I can imagine this hitting with are just the most, like, party-line people who are, like, I stand... Like, you have to be, like, just, like, a baby-brained. Democrats equals good, Republicans equals Mm -hmm. bad before Mm -hmm. this would have any 
impact mm-hmm. on you because it's just made for those people who like identify entirely with who they vote yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like no the democrat party was formed in like 1990 and they've never done anything bad meanwhile the republicans have dragged us into a war and said that obama was born in kenya because mm-hmm. it's just so like like it's like have you heard of realignment mm-hmm. it's like yes dinesh mm-hmm. for fuck's sake there's no need I, a Scottish guy with very little interest in American history, I'm aware of this. Why are you explaining it? Because they they just like, like, it's just like, hey, Republicans, we're actually the woke ones. Which is bad, which is bad. (laughs) Wokeness is bad. Um, Like, they're like, Republicans are actually responsible for votes for women. Mm -hmm. And if you're a guy, if you're a trad guy who believes that women shouldn't be allowed to vote, we're sorry. Mm -hmm. Democrats made us do it. And so he leaves the Democratic headquarters, museum, whatever, and he steals their portrait of Lincoln and replaces it with one of Andrew Jackson. Another eight months, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, why they have a portrait of Lincoln there anyway. You shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) I just want, like, kind of like the graduate ending with Dinesh riding away with his portrait of Lincoln on the bus, just wondering (laughs) what have I done. We then sort of leap forward into the civil rights era. And so this was your note here was the black women's showreel. Because like for oh, yeah. my for my sins, I haven't got her name and internet is sporadic, so can't look her up. But the um the woman who is a black journalist in mm-hmm. the in the film, her actor is the one person who's like actually it's, bringing it she's i mean i think like i said to you she's bringing it because you cut her scenes it's yeah. a showreel because there's a lot of her shots where it's just her yeah in the back so I was yeah like, you're the focus you've agreed to do this so yeah you put this in your show like and the cast director is like oh that scene looks really good what was that in well ah, nothing a tv just a short yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like something <laughs> on the history channel or something about the history of america yeah you just you can eat because she does bring it and she knows it as well like that's why like it's got that i i'm doing this for a show reel this is woodrow wilson part isn't it uh yeah this yeah. is woody so again i know woodrow because of simpsons yeah um i love when he's watching birth of a nation yep and the horse flies out the projector <laughs> and he goes out he chases it out in the white house lawn, <laughs> he out in the white house lawn sits there next to a green screen for a minute i i love that that made me that made me laugh that's what I wanted more of. I wanted more of the creativity. Denisha's one thing. I don't know if that was meant to be like a great train robbery kind of homage, you know, like where everyone thought the train's coming towards them. And Woodrow <laughs> was so stupid, he thought the horror. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it was about. But I, I think he's just seen Ghostbusters. He's like, hey, I knew Dan Aykroyd well, had that fun time with the ghost. Maybe if I follow it. There's two Ghostbuster remakes this year, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> we then get like a scene with, is it Air Force One? And we get. Like, we get a butler, and I wonder if that was Lee Daniels, the butler. Okay, oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my cross- crossover. Um, but we get, like, this film has a little bit of Lindell syndrome, where it just leans into the exposition, where Dinesh's role is basically to say, are you saying, yeah. or you're telling you're me, telling me that, and yeah, then yeah. <laughs> explaining it I mean, for all the it's, dumbest people yeah. in the audience. But that's really nice. You tell me that the politicians are hypocrites. Yeah, it's it's the thing where you like to get the answer you want, isn't it? Yeah, you form it in a question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever I ask you, you have to tell me back as a question first, and then cut it and get what I want. Yeah. 
the old reality TV trick. So, like, and Denise knows what he's doing here. Yeah, because he is interviewing someone's talking to him. I can't remember who it was at this point. Is this Jonah Goldberg? I know, it was a lady. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 shameful, the shameful Democrat of yeah. the black woman who's like, you know... Yeah, I was sort of talking about, yeah, the great, but... the big switch and all that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That was that part. Again, I'm, I'm losing rapid... Get to Hillary, get to Hillary, get to... When we get into the fireworks factory, I just, I want to get there. I want to see Hillary. This is my, this is my lowest point of the film. So I'm going to need you to carry here. Cause it's all just blooding into like reenactments. I see the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> They're going on a bit. Okay. 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 Right. right okay. So we get a line from Dinesh, write this down into your textbooks. As the South became less racist, it became more Republican, <laughs> which like, I don't know. Again, like it, it's baffles me that this film played in theaters because you think the audience for this being like stereotypical conservatives, he's basically being like, like this is going to play in all the red states. Yeah. And he's basically like, did you know that the Confederates were actually Democrats? Yeah. Like, if you're a racist, you should be a Democrat. And I was like, this is going to be self-defeating. Yeah. Like, this works for like the Ben Shapiro college Republicans who are like, Oh, actually, Democrats are hypocrites. Yeah. Like they're but the real racists. Because he is but, Indian as well, like, yeah. he has to lean into it and yeah. prove that if how can I, an Indian man, of, yeah. of different heritage, yeah. be a Republican? How can we be racist? Yeah, you know, like come on, use your head, use that big brain there. It's just gotcha. funny. <laughs> it's just funny. I'm imagining like all the like all the like uh, truckers in the Bible Belt seeing this with their like Confederate flags and just going home and like putting up pictures of Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I oh, never knew. Never... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Dinesh claims that, yeah, on, only poor racists switched when uh, they were like, oh, let's, uh, let's, let's change parties and be with the, the more racist people. So we then get our guest, Jonah Goldberg, another conservative idiot, who <laughs> starts things off with a clip from Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Yes, yes, I forgot about Metropolis being in here. Metropolis <laughs> is in this film more than fucking Hillary. Um, it's great though, yeah. Leave it on, don't turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when we were speaking about The Postman and they're all watching The Sound of Music and you wanted like the film within the film where we just watch Universal <laughs> Soldier <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> like maybe picture in picture of like, Sure, Jonah Goldberg, you speak about whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. in the corner, and I'm just going to be watching Fritz Lang's oh. Metropolis in the main. And we can have, like, Marauders score. Yeah. But this is, like, yeah, fantastic conservative contortion, because Nesh is like, what's the difference between liberalism and progressivism? And Jonah Goldberg's like, well, progressivism is, this all goes back to the 30s yeah. in Europe. And progressivism is fascism is communism. And I'm like, yeah, like Russia and Italy, those were peas in the pot. Oh, yeah, like well, notoriously. He does, he does say fascism and communism are the same. Yeah. Like uh-huh. he actually fucking utters those words, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, exactly. Like Russia, like communism, notorious for its like so <laughs> chummy relationship with fascism. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It's it, it shouldn't surprise me because it gets echoed now. But for people to like people to bring that up in the historical context is just always hilarious. Of they're like, yeah, yeah, no, Russia and Italy, same side of World War yeah, Two. Well, that, it turns out Americans <laughs> lecture me on the ideologies and intricacies of like post World War One Europe. Yeah, is, that does that does get to me a little bit. That is, yeah, 
you can fuck yourself. You can tell me all your lies you want about how the Republicans were trying to free the slaves. Yeah. And they were actually good boys. But, like, <laughs> you can't stop this. Get, get back on track. Back to Hillary. Okay, so we get our woke KKK reboot. We get our um, little feminist Yas Queen moment. Where did you realise that women can be in the yeah. KKK too? The, the grand witch of the KKK. We, we get like a bunch of women sitting on a porch recruiting and they're all wearing the, the robes and hoods. And that's <laughs> when we discover that abortion is the new lynching. Oh yeah, shit. Because there's a big there's a big spiel about how that was how once the the Democrats, the founders of the KKK, were forced to kind of operate through more subversive means, not being able to lynch people in uh, in in public anymore, they operated through yeah more subversive means by donating to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. It plays all these weird calls yeah. where people are like, "Hello, I'd like to donate to Planned Parenthood." I'd like to specify that my abortion is used on a black person. Yeah. And they're like, sure, we can hook that up for you. It's like people, like, I don't know how Planned Parenthood donations yeah, work. I, I assumed like, it was yeah. just money, but they're like, ring, ring, I'd like to buy 12 abortions. Yeah, <laughs> it's very <laughs> If you buy our package of 24, then you get a free key ring. Okay, <laughs> like 24, but only black. <laughs> I don't want to cast like doubt on the credentials of, yeah. of Mr. Dinesh here. But yeah, that that for me was like, because there's like pauses and stuff as well, where it's like, yeah, absolutely, that's unacceptable, bitch. You know, <laughs> we can do that. Everything's very. I was like, you, this isn't real. Um, <laughs> like, not that I'm not that you know, you've had me until this entire point, Dinesh, and I believed you. I believed all along, but now now you're start now I'm starting to doubt you a little bit. Now that you, because I know you've learned about these things in prison, you know, like I now I'm doubting everything you're telling me. Like, you know what to do, buddy. But yeah, I forget, this this is where really if I'm saying it lost me before this next like segment about yeah. abortions and I didn't understand the point of that he was trying to make either, other than the lynching connection. It's just Democrats being racist and like the the yeah I think it's just it's basically just Democrats being racist and abortions are like it's giving it's giving Republicans like another high horse okay. moment of like. Well, Democrats are racist. It's basically tying everything together. Okay. I was like, they're racist. And also, when we are being anti-abortion, it's not enough just to be against it because of child, religion, whatever. They're being like, uh, like abortions are actually like a tool of eugenics. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. And so like, these are just the most evil thing that could you could possibly do. I was hoping for Dinesh to start a Republican campaign where Republicans would go and donate to Planned Parenthood with specifying oh. white abortions. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> like, I want affirmative action, positive discrimination yeah. of like these old Republican boomers being like, hello, I want you to abort as many white babies as you can find. <laughs> there are too many of us. We need to even out the numbers. California only, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to abort a feminist baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so we then get the, uh, the Julia ad. Because they're they're lashing out against big government and they're like the state should not be like under Barack Obama yeah. under we're we're citizens not subjects the government works for us and they're like this is this ad is the most terrifying thing I've mm. ever seen under Obama Julia goes to school under Obama Julia gets free mm. healthcare under Obama Julia has a child and they're like with 
we don't know with who our friends aren't <laughs> here our church isn't here the community isn't here the only person who's here is Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> Julia has a child with Barack Obama <laughs> and we then segue into Young Obama oh Young which Obama's good highlight of the movie I mean it's it, I loved Young Obama it is a highlight prison can't be peaked in my opinion <laughs> yeah yeah that was my most fun but um, seeing you know Young Sheldon spin off <laughs> Young Obama <laughs> was fucking hilarious because they, they quote from, like, what's Obama's book called? Dreams of My Father? Yeah. They quote, and so they have Obama actually reading it from the audiobook. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't fully paying attention, but Obama's basically speaking about how, like, he told people in the playground that his dad was, what, like, prince. a prince? Because his yeah. granddad was a chief. Yeah. that means, technically, he's a prince because he's going to inherit the chiefdom. Yeah. And they're all like, wow, that's wicked. That's wow, so cool. that's so yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, bring your father to work day. Yeah. And Obama, like, this is where he brings it, is like, young Barry is just kind of like, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. like, like, he's dreading it as his dad comes in, because he's in sort of... He's not in tribal dresses. He's, he's wearing got, like he's a, wearing suit, a suit, but, but he's got a, like a, a, spear, a spear and like a headdress yeah, or headgear yeah, he or something. And Barry's just kind of like, oh, God, no, how is this going to... And like they were, because I was like, what are they doing here? Is like, they're like, Obama is like ashamed of being exposed as an American. Like he's ashamed of his heritage, yes. isn't he? I, I mean, I don't get, I, I guess I don't know much about Obama's dad, um, if I'm being honest. Well, because so, he was adopted, wasn't he? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. put fake news out there. I, I don't think done, he was American. I, I thought it was Kenyan. Done, Where's his birth certificate? At first That's I, I like thought it was like a, like a, like a Simpsons thing. You know, yeah. Bart saying, yeah. my, my, my dad is a nuclear technician. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Homer walks in and he, you know, his pants, Hello, went, kids. <laughs> <laughs> pants fall back. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. Gag. I, I thought it was because, yeah, he was going to be an idiot or a buffoon or a liar. And he was like, just, some dude was going to walk in. Like, yeah. Um, so I didn't understand this part, but I don't know my Obama lore maybe that deep. Yeah. Uh, I guess the way Dinesh is trying to portray it, though, is that, yeah, he's not a true American like like himself. It's just, he's, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I get the feeling that we're missing out on, like, we don't get, like, because we just get his dad turns up and everyone's like, woo, cool. But Obama voiceover kind of fades out. So we don't actually hear... Obama finished the story. No, no. Um, it's very much just plucked for this little re- recreation here. Like. Yeah. It's, it's plucked for young Obama's awards clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I love, I love young Obama. And then we get this segue of like young Obama's political ideology was shaped by Saul Linsky and Barack Obama Sr. And that's when we get our first introduction. One hour into the movie, yeah. we get, Hillary. Over into the podcast. She's finally here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hillary's America in the Win a Date with Hillary Clinton sequence where there's a, like a restaurant and like a bunch of snobs are eating at the restaurant and like a blue working class stiff is like outside being like, those fuckers, those one percenters, goddamn, mm-hmm. I'd love to guillotine every last one of you. And Hillary Clinton comes up and puts an arm. <laughs> around him and I was like hey hey pal vote for me and you can be inside (laughs) and you see this man then having a romantic candlelit dinner with Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. while all one percenters are on the outside Mm -hmm. looking in and yeah just a just a very weird sequence very weird very very surreal (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> I, I again again I don't actually know what he's going for here, Dinesh. Like um like I get it. Like I'm not an idiot. Like I'm, I can get what he's fucking trying to tell me, but like he's not doing it very well. Because yeah. like, I was like, well, you know, she'll make me a one percent, right? Yeah, she's got my vote. Dinesh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> like I would eat. Like, yeah, I can't remember like well, we, we've fallen way too much. I've been, I've taken the bait here and I've fallen way too much into recapping this film scene by scene rather than the kind of like engaging with it at an ideology level. But I think they're trying to get back into like, it's the politics of envy. Is it like, Republicans are aspirational because we want you to become the 1% by like working hard. Yeah. Anyone can succeed. Yeah, whereas whereas it, Democrats like, yeah. are angry and envious and they actually learn from Saul how to cheat the system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get that, but like you could, I don't know, you could do more. And this is where we get our introduction to Hillary campaign HRC headquarters. And we get all our shirts and we get the steady cam Scorsese yeah, scene yeah, where Pants camera goes in as Dinesh grooves his way into yeah. the back room where you find yet more boxes. It's like, it's almost like a mind palace yeah. thing of just like, <laughs> it's like inception. Like Dinesh is infiltrating. Leonardo DiCaprio is like, you know where they keep their secrets, right? In yeah. a box. What does that represent? Like, yeah. So he's in the back room with more boxes, and we get the introduction of young Hillary. Love him. Who, you love it. Yeah, MVP beyond young Obama, my faves, young Hillary and young young Obama, and she she owns Center Brooks. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a she does like a college speech. She invites yeah. Senator Brooks to some event and then basically just roasts yeah. him. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> and Senator Brooks is Senator Brooks is. I'm really good actor because he's just kind of sitting there, <laughs> sitting there pleasantly staring off at Hillary. It's like tearing strips out of him. And so um, we then get this mortal line, which it sums Hillary up to a T. If her husband is a sex abuser, how is that her fault? Actually, it is. <laughs> because <laughs> Dinesh says that she's Bill's fixer yeah. and so they're like Bill is a rapist and a child molester but here's why Hillary is worse yeah <laughs> I mean like, there's a lot of Bill focus yeah I think but Bill gets more reenactment time as well yeah maybe just body doubles but like seeing his sex crimes and there's a lot of like women leaving rooms and cars and yeah. police looking the other way and all this I'm not voting for Bill, you know, like... We voted for Bill. Know. Bill's been in and out. <laughs> like, times have changed, you know. Yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is where, again, I think this is rushed because he doesn't have the material ready for... I mean, there's so much. There's yeah. so much to go in about Hillary Clinton. And I was thinking of the runtime, run and I'm like, oh, we've just met Hillary. We've probably got, like, 20 minutes. You're going to have to fly through Benghazi. Yeah. You're going to have to fly through, like, the gay laws that she was shooting down and, yeah yeah you know, like how she's split marriage and, equality and how yeah, she's attacking yeah, obama yeah, for yeah. like he wants to allow queer people to get yeah. married and i was like it's 2016 he's gonna do yeah. she's gonna they're gonna talk about like the pr flip because we see a lot of like 2009 hillary and then jumps to like 2016 hillary at times but talk about that change like, yeah like the when this is so much gotcha and like hypocrisy you're like okay i see where this is going because they're gonna try and like they're setting like the Democrats are the party of hypocrites, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're thinking that they're like in some element, like they're they're right, particularly with like the the DNC hack and like the, 
making Hillary Clinton the face of the Democratic establishment yeah. isn't like a, a big jump. So you're waiting for that. And that's where like, we were expecting this to be more of like, uh, like, cause we both find Hillary Clinton quite an entertaining character. Oh, and so we were like, this won't, the film won't be entertaining, but we'll get some funny Hillary conspiracy yeah. theories and footage of yeah, her, yeah. her highlights. And we don't get any of that. We don't get the like, oh, she's fainting, whatever. No, I mean, we the, the timeline, you probably couldn't. But again, yeah. you have like this box of <laughs> full of yeah. actual Hillary things from like, from from Bill yeah. to, like, that's what I was saying. I was expecting Lewinsky and some of her fixing things that she's been accused well, of, even in First Lady. Yeah, so let's talk about this. So they have, they have like, a scene. It's almost like an Indiana Jones thing where Bill kind of looks like the dude. Bill's got flowing yeah, locks. Yeah. And he's like, looks like he's got like a sort of like quarterback yeah. physique. And like Indiana Jones, he has like a bunch of like young students like surrounding him. And Hillary's basically on the other side of a glass door <laughs> spying where they're like, Hillary recognized that she had no social skills or charisma. Yeah. And so she used like dumb jock airhead Bill's sexual charisma to work her way to the top. Yeah, that's right, folks. She's Bill's fixer. Yeah. And Dinesh also asks... Is Hillary really capable of enabling a rapist? <laughs> Without committing libel, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we then get a supercut of all of the testimony of Bill's victims, which is, again, like, really harrowing stuff. That I don't want to yeah. make light of the fact that Bill Clinton is almost certainly a rapist. Yeah. But it's just, it's really bizarre how much this film jumps all over the place. They then say, like, Hillary Clinton is the war on women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, and they're like, well, Bill Clinton's behavior is normal for Democrats. Hillary's is not. Yeah. So they're like, Bill Clinton is like a sex offender on a colossal scale. Yeah. They're like, this is a serial rapist. And they're like, but that's normal for Democrats. Well, yeah, this is it. <laughs> we're helping them out. We're, we're name dropping presidents from fucking Wilson to Jackson. Yeah. To all that. We don't see JFK. No. Um, because we can't. Yeah. You know, we can't touch that boat. But just like notorious rapist Jimmy Carter, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. And so we get like, they then leave. They get called the Bonnie and Clyde. He's like, like the Bonnie and Clyde, they looted America on their way out. The, the selling of presidential pardons mm-hmm. to big time criminals, which... Is ironic considering Dinesh himself would be pardoned yes. by Donald Trump. Yes. So like, like you, Dinesh. <laughs> You're just complaining. You have not yet got yes. one at this point in time. We then get like the 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 grift, like the Haiti like charity, yeah, um, the, the foundation references, yeah. like the complaints about like how much money they make in in speeches. They're mm-hmm. like, he got paid five hundred thousand dollars for a twenty five minute speech. And that must be some speech. Neglecting the fact that in 2008, the highest paid corporate speaker at that time was one Donald J. Trump. So, yeah, this is just like the... It's like, it's really shameful, sad attempts at got yous when Hillary is like a sitting duck. Because my note here is like, they're speaking about like her wiping email servers. And she's like, what do you mean? With a cloth? (laughs) One of the few bits of archival footage as well. Yeah. Um, and like you said then, it was like, just let the women talk. Like Exactly. Just just Like in- when she's on Trevor Noah joking about Jeffrey Epstein yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's like 
she is her own worst yep. enemy. Yep. Like, just show footage of Hillary Clinton being Hillary yeah, Clinton, and that will do the job for as well. you. Show me yeah. from like eighties, nineties, yeah, two thousands. Just show me, just show me Hillary. Yeah. And like, <laughs> have someone just talk about it. You know, like discuss it. Have some people on to interview that you know. There's Bosh Bosh. There's your, your piece makes itself. You could even do that at the start. You could have Dinesh or whoever's presenting be like, listen, I don't even mind to say anything. I'm going to let the end exactly. speak for itself. We you know? could be, again, maybe at some point in the future, we will just cash out and become conservative grifters. Because, like, we could make this easily. And this is an incredibly damning failure on Dinesh's part, where they've made a documentary that just wastes everyone's time and probably is PR for the Clintons mm-hmm. in making Hillary seem more cool than she actually is mm-hmm. because yeah it's just like it's an open like it, it's it like this is fascinating because it just it kind of like it gives you a hint at how hillary is one of the only people i think that could have lost to donald trump yeah. because she just had so much baggage yeah. and this is like a hint at that where you're like he fumbles like he fucks it completely like you think anyone can make a fairly competent anti-clinton documentary mm-hmm and Dinesh fucks it but it does give you like a little bit of insight into just quite how much baggage that woman has so yeah (sighs) okay coming into the station here yeah um how much more will we let them take hateful rhetoric the Clintons are hateful people (laughs) um because we we sort of like we're beginning to get into the nasty woman kind of like this film I just wish this film had been made a little bit later because we've got so much Hillary had not yet begun to peak like she had dangerous Donald ahead of her she had nasty women basket of deplorables I just wish she'd had that material to work with I thought you know when was it that she like hocked up that green stuff in the glass and everyone went nuts i was expecting that like i expected like some scientist to be on to analyze like, it she's like, she's she's the devil incarnate yeah. but also she's dying yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i would love I, I was ready for more of that like we've just said what we'd have fixed like that's what we what we would have done and what we wanted is how you make this better yeah so we don't even need to even cover that in depth because you give me five million uh, yeah i'll give you i will spend Four point eight on myself and make you still a great. Um, I will <laughs> broadly donate that half of that yeah. and still make something that's so much more competent and like to get your message across. Yeah. But as I said, this is not what is advertised. It's not what the poster is. Mm-hmm. This is not Hillary's America. This no, is the Democrat. Yeah, Democrats. Yeah, yeah. It's democratic history of the United States. Yeah. So how we how we fix it is like you said there yeah i just it's hard because this is way more cinematic than i expected and that kind of was like dangling the carrot in front of me where i was like just make this fully cinematic Mm -hmm. give me dinesh being manchurian candidated Mm -hmm. while he's in democrat Mm re-education camp have him being clockwork orange to have him doing his like oceans oceans 11 heist Mm. just give me more give me a film yeah depart into cloud cuckoo land that's fully what i want but the Razzie worthiness of this film, this yes, let's do this. this was nominated and won a whole bunch of awards. So, worst picture, of course, it yep. won. Worst director, Dinesh D'Souza and Bruce Schooley for Hillary's America: The Secret of the Democratic Party. I'm torn on that. Yeah, uh, like directing your actors, terrible. But all these we're saying, all these creative shots and techniques that are thrown out. Yeah, the weirder shit. I'm, I'm. 
like you said, if he if he gave gave him a script, yeah, right, and professional actors and kept him away from it, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think he could be okay. I don't think he was. I don't think this is gonna be the worst directed. It's poorly conceived of. Like if you look at it on the most fundamental level, it is incohesive because like a yeah, direct as, i'm gonna say yeah and i know that's but like that's like the story you're telling isn't clear yeah so that's his fault and he'll deserve <laughs> worse screenplay if he's nominated for it but i mean i ter- know what you mean in terms of individual footage stuff like yeah. it's, it, there's some production value behind this and like almost like it's poorly framed All where there's the like lots of well dead is yeah. with him in it like he shoots himself. Yeah, any, yeah. Any the, scene the modern, he's in has got chinless wonder. Yeah, has, yeah, has all the wonderful like interesting stuff. They get when it is just second director filming in a fucking forest with like reenactors. Yeah, it is not as great. No, um, if he's not there, he's not as good. Yeah. So Bruce might deserve the yeah. the nod, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give Dinesh a pass for this one. I just think there's gonna be worse. I'm not saying it's good. It's not good direction. It's not. But I don't think this is gonna be the worst. Fair enough. Fair enough. He also won Worst Actor, yes. Dinesh D'Souza, yes, for Hilarious America, as himself. I've never seen someone ever be so bad at playing themselves. He's awkward, he doesn't have a chin, yeah. he's just not, yeah, he he's not. no chemistry, he's not, like, believable, he's got nothing. He's flat, he's uncharismatic. Absolutely. And he, I bet um, you is in real life as well, I bet you off camera he is, but, like, it, it's amplified on screen, because you can tell how nervous and weird he is. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he, I've never seen someone play themselves so badly. A little thing, a fun thought experiment that we mentioned while watching or after watching was imagine if this was switched. We would be absolutely bored to tears watching this man do a my pillow yes. of just him speaking for two hours where there's nothing to distract you. But alternatively, how glorious it would be to see coked out Mike Lindell. Raiding the Smiths over. Breaking yeah, out of prison. Yeah. Pumping. <laughs> pumping <laughs> iron in prison yard. Yeah, like 100%. <laughs> if Mike Lindell was in this, if it was swapped around, I would, it would have been that high energy. It would have been exciting. Um, it, if you're listening, Mike Lindell. Mike, <laughs> come on in. My Pillows America. They can get Jenna from 30 Rock to yeah. play Hillary. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have Worst Actress. Michaela Krantz and Rebecca Turner for Hillary's America, a secret history of the Democratic Party as Hillary Clinton. So, Mr. Razzie, Hillary's not the lead. No. These are no. supporting actors, mm-hmm. and these are also two different performances. Mm-hmm. One of which doesn't even have her face seen. So, like, how are you going to do that? Which one was which, do you know? Um, Michaela is the young one. Okay, so again, a kid wins it. No, she's older than us. Oh, okay, okay. Because there's a young, young Hillary. Oh, oh, the child, yeah, like the the school. I don't think, I'm assuming that, like... It's the college years. No, I I think it's college years and then the one that we just see the back of the head. Yeah. That's the back of the head. Yeah. So Rebecca Turner, the back of the head. Better Call Saul's Rebecca Turner. Okay, so... No, obviously not. She's not the lead. They're ne- I mean, the, the back of your head has not kind of been the first actress, like Christ on a bike. But yeah, no, they, they're highlights. Like, there's no worst actress from this film. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad... Like, the worst actors and there's worst supporting actors, I will gladly say, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. No, no, no. Big no. We're then skipping on down to worst screenplay, and it was nominated Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party, Dinesh D'Souza, and Bruce Schooley. So covered that. It uh, didn't. It didn't win. Which you're right. It deserves that deserves more than yeah. Swap directing. Yeah. 
Director um, nomination, win for the screenplay, and I'm happy. As we've acknowledged, it misses out on worst ripoff remake sequel whatever, yeah. which like I don't, I wouldn't say, but like under Mr. Razzie's rules, rules, it does deserve it's a sequel. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably a remake of his previous one too. <laughs> so like, it's just going to regurgitate the same shit every four years. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, okay, it's a it's a surprisingly slim amount of noms. Yeah, I'd ex- I expect this to sweep. You'd think he, um, he didn't even... He couldn't even be bothered to make up some <laughs> bullshit combo yeah. of Dinesh D'Souza and his lack of a chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza and his non-existent lower mandible. Um, like, it's... Yeah, it's... it's it's I don't know. Mr. Rescue's phoning it in yeah. this year. Phoning it in. And how, how Razzie worthy do you think it is? Um, I'm mixed. Because it is a film. It like, is a it's film. a film. It is yeah. eligible. It is. I'm not going to have any pissing about there. Yeah. It was fine to watch. Fun to watch it in company. Yeah. Yes, it is Razzie worthy. Mm-hmm. But know that, like, and yes, it is eligible. I would have worse picks, for, even from 2016. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit mixed on it. What about you? Similarly, it's what? hard because. I, he's not wrong. Like, I can't disagree with him. Yes. In, like, it's eligible. It meets all the criteria. It's cinematic. It For the first time, we're not dismissing it with this is, like, a telecast or, like, a musical, whatever. This 100% is a cinematic feature. But something about winning doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Like, like I... you're opening the floodgates of, yep. like, why have none of these other yep. ones won? Yep. He does nominate him in, like, 2018 or whatever. We've seen him come up. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's clearly just doing, like, this would have happened in 2017, this ceremony. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do some Orange Man bad, but yeah. without being, like, a, like there was no resistance film to rally around yeah, at that point okay, in time. Okay. So, like, he's clearly trying to capitalize on anti-Trump sentiment. But this film isn't the film to do no, it with. No, no, no. So it's it's a worthy so, winner in some ways, in but some in other ways, ways, I would rather have been speaking about something else. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's kind of exactly the nail on the head. That's exactly what I would say. I just know there's worse. And for what, like, for what it is, yes, yes, yes. Okay, like nominations. I, I don't know if it's a winner. Yeah. But like it's, it's, again, it's the floodgates. Again, conflicted. Very conflicted on it. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's our damp squib of an ending. <laughs> so we're going to hand the final words over to Mr. Dinesh D'Souza because he, he, they play Star Spangled Banner and then he makes an impassioned plea. He's outlined how Hillary Clinton is the coming of the Antichrist and he's like, so please take arms, go to the ballot box and vote because because of my conviction... I can't. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> because of my conviction, I can't vote. He's a, he's a hardened criminal. Rightfully so. Which, I don't know, it's just like, uh, this is, it, it, it's nice just to see, like, they're also, there's a bunch of, like, anti-Russian stuff in here. And with, like, the liberal fixation with voting that was about to emerge, it's nice to see, like, voting being held up by Republicans as, like, save, yeah, save yourself, save just it. vote. Just vote. And then, you know, Flash forward four years and, you know, like, Mr. Pillow Man's going to be telling me why not to vote because it's all in <laughs> no machines. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. 
So speaking of corrupt institutions, we are going to be back in part two <laughs> with our expose of the Razzies and the racket they have been running for the past three <laughs> plus decades with all of the other winners and nominees from 2016. There's a bunch of our favourites here, yeah, so forward to look forward to that one moment's time. So, welcome to the middle section of the podcast, which appears every so often when we have stuff to speak about. Yeah. You'll remember a couple of weeks ago, we covered, what was it? It was 2006, Six. which was... Um, Testing the brain already. Um, yeah. Basic, Basic Instinct, Instinct 2. <laughs> uh, James. <laughs> and for that, the, the Razzies had their weird... Like, Dark night, like, we turned every cell phone yeah. in the auditorium into a camera. <laughs> and there was a broadcast, and so we put the call out for listeners, if if you could access, if you could find that footage, we put the call out, we put the bat signal up. And if this friend of the show feels like understatement for Kelly when she does way more work for me and you cannot be bothered to google Razzie <laughs> ceremony <laughs> and Kelly's making like spreadsheets finding stuff so Kelly answered our call and sent us links to clips of the Razzie ceremony so we have watched those and we can uh, we can now speak about them to you. So thank you very much, Kelly, thank for you, finding Kelly. these Real MVP clips. of this show, to be uh, honest. Absolutely. So the first one is from the the 2006 year, yes. where we we saw a little still, and I was like, it looks like they're doing a Dream Girls yeah. bit because there's a bunch of men in dresses with big Afro wigs, yes. and so we watched that. And you said school pantomime. A hundred percent. I mean, we, we went to the same school. It's when the teachers, yeah. you know, towards the end, and they yeah. would do like their dad rock garage band, and they do oh, little skits. Oh, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Anderson singing T-Rex. Yeah, oh, like yeah. they do a little sketch, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's like, uh, you're half... Inside joke. Yeah, for, so it's yeah. your last day of school or whatever before the holidays or yeah. the semester or whatever, so we're all going to have a bit of fun and show we're humans. Because Mr. Razzie can laugh at himself. Yeah, yeah but like, but like, it's embarrassing. Um... <laughs> Like, it isn't, it's embarrassing. Like, so like I, I kind of even get the idea behind it if you're doing, like, something like... Yeah, I, if you're parodying the Oscars, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what Buster was doing with our theme tune, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, is yeah. It's like you're taking the conventions of the Oscars and making them shittier. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. this is, like, a shitty Seth MacFarlane, this like... Is, that's, even, even that's generous. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not, it's not funny, though. Like, it's not, it's not, like, if you're trying to be this, like, comedic, you know, tongue in cheek. I get it. I get it. I understand what you're going for, but like maybe once you rehearsed it, like maybe, maybe this is a bad idea. You know, maybe we'll just do something else or like parody whoever's hosting the Oscars this year. Or something. Yeah. You know, we'll get their Mexican non-union equivalent in, and we'll we'll, we'll get Stallone, we'll get Frank Stallone on or something. You know, yeah. we'll do something fun. You know, like that's where they got all their publicity was like Halle Berry or whoever. Like, yeah. Picking up their, you know. Razzie, do yeah. more of that. Get 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 a nod from someone. I just oh, I wish I could have seen that full ceremony. Oh, I I wouldn't be able to watch it. <laughs> I, I would not. I'd be, I at first I'd be annoyed and angry and like, the circle jerk of just these fuckers that I hate and the Razzie committee, and then I would just get bored. So um, so yeah. I can't recall why I was looking at it, but I, I think I was looking up years we'd do, years we'd done. And I saw that one of them, they had a ceremony which was open to the public, yeah. said on Wikipedia. And that was the year that Saving Christmas won. 
I was oh. like, you motherfucker, you didn't even invite Darren yeah, Doan to your public exactly. ceremony? Like, it's so weird. Just like, for Doan. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's like, oh, people can come, but like, I don't want to, don't tell the filmmakers it's happening well, until the ceremony's in progress because I'm scared they might say something. Exactly. <laughs> that's just really like childish. It's like, you know, it's like mean girls, we're all going to meet yeah, up and yeah, talk about you, yeah. but you're not, you know, because we're actual cowards and we can't like embrace it like they everyone like we you know we spoke to cindy we spoke to Dara, and you know people would embrace this people yeah. aren't as thin-skinned as mr razi seems to think they are no everyone uh, who's not halle berry or sandra bullock seems to be like i would have loved to go yeah, that would have been great he cowed to them you know he yeah fucking yeah pan- like he's worried that fly is going to turn up and he, <laughs> one yeah <laughs> and i would be i would pay to be at that side <laughs> Play us out, Frank. (laughs) So Kelly also sent us along the opening to the year's ceremony previous where they do a parody of Rent entitled Seasons of Crud, I think. Uh That one was giving me flashbacks because I um, had to act in a a recreation of Rent for a thing at university. That's where I discovered I could not clap to the beat, which is quite an alarming thing to learn about myself. Um, any, any any thoughts about that one? It was better. It was better, it's um, for sure. They've was, done a parody parody lyric, yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And it was catchy. Like I don't know yeah. Rent very well. I assume it's very close to a song. It's uh, just the same. Okay. Well that's fine. <laughs> rent rent gives a point. Like um yeah, like it was better better. It's still I mean, we still turned it off before it's finished. Um because again it is like don't want to use the word cringy, but it is that like smug like holier than thou sort of i imagine the committee is the people singing yeah and that's where you know um, i didn't like how the lyrics say what makes a razzie um it's, yeah it's, yeah it's been a worse prequel sequel a yeah. ripoff of a tv show or no yeah. tv show which yeah. we cover all the time or bad or just bad bad vibe it just really, really blows yeah, there yeah, shows it. with blows See, it's, it's, it's good weird al yank take, take back all my <laughs> yeah. dirty hacks that i've been calling them yeah like i don't think it's needed because again it's such a cheap little ceremony you could do you can do a really cute little ceremony i think that yeah. parties the oscars yeah get a couple of you get Polly shore and to present yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like get yeah, get like previous winners or stuff yeah, to yeah, come yeah. in. Um, you could probably try and entice people with the Redeemer Award as well. Like, yeah, we'll make something sure. out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's quite sad. I think that's, that's it's mm. quite depressing and sad. And it's that little clubhouse mentality. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks that's what I said with the first one. It just looks like this circle jerk of oh, how funny is that? You know, you're so smart. Like, well, we've lost our chance to hosting next. Ah, no, 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 no. Sure. <laughs> I I lost that a long time ago. Uh, make a super cut with all my. Mr. Razzie's a child monster. Allegedly, <laughs> according to me. Um, yeah. So we haven't watched, but I did discover they also do a hairspray opening. So I think Rent two thousand five, Dream Girls two thousand six, Hairspray two thousand seven. Yeah. Haven't watched that one, but now that we know what their thing is, maybe this is our gate into it is we write like a parody of dear evan hansen yeah. or cats Diana and we pitch that to them yeah. oh shit I, yeah. I give me the give me the pen i, I got this mr razi if only dad and the musical had one memorable song we would be in there so this is the middle section of the podcast where we deal with correspondence as you have heard there if you want to send us anything then you can email us at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on any of the films mm-hmm. or supplementary Razzie material. 
And you can follow us at Watching Worst on social media, where we post things, clips from the show and little things whenever we remember to. This is where we got yelled at by a bunch of Kevin Smith stands a couple of weeks ago, including where someone was like, well, your objection to the uh, Goodbye Horses bit in Clerks is you just don't get it. Well, don't. And I'm like, what is there to get? You don't, you don't what get is there to get? References. It's not a joke. It's, there's nothing get to references. get. It's just a thing. Yeah. You, <laughs> They're just saying, you, dumb you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. You don't understand. That is another movie. That's not the right movie. That's not the right movie. You're not watching. You thought you were watching Silence of the Lambs? You're not. It's actually Clerks. Double down. Double down. <laughs> yeah. It's also on social media where you can get in touch with us if you have any takes on the Razzies. So we recently heard from listener Epars with the opinions that Jerry Lewis should get more recognition from mm-hmm. the Razzies for his bad films, especially Hardly Working. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a Jerry Lewis. I feel, no, I'm not going to call myself a Jerry <laughs> Lewis official. Scholar. Have you uh, seen Hardly Working? I haven't, no. I, Jerry Lewis pre-post-70s is yeah. a bit slimmer for me. Yeah. Um, I know his D. Martin stuff. Yeah. I know, you know, classic six days. But I assume this is a much later... I mean, he's still alive, isn't he? No, he died like a couple. He's only died very okay, recently. Okay. All right. Because that the, the we're our thing is the day the client yeah, cries. Of course, like, we're just holding it on like once he's dead, then that's kind um, of what, what year is hardly working. Hardly working is you want to vamp for time? Yeah, um, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I don't know. like so. Yeah, I, again, I haven't seen it. Um, I'm trying to think other than maybe cameos. Hardly working is 1980. Okay, so it is. Is that even eligible? Yeah, yeah that was the, the yeah. first year Can't of the, stop the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So maybe, maybe we'll cover that in nineteen eighty. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we'll even watch it. I get it though. Um, I I assume he's in a lot of shit at that time. Well, we've kind of spoken about how like comedians, even great comedians, have like a very short shelf life. Yes, like Steve Martin, Will Ferrell. You watch these people and just see how quickly they kind of sour. And Jerry Lewis, like it's it's definitely the exception to the rule of people who last long and do it well, like Mel Brooks or whoever, who spans decades. And so Jerry Lewis, like he was in his nineties when he died. Yeah. And so like you said, Dean Martin, like a man who spans eras, he's definitely gonna accumulate shit. Go off the boil. Yes, yeah. Of yeah. Of yeah. Like are, comedy right? evolves so quickly. Yeah, yeah, that, like yeah. Yeah. And another another suggestion from EPARS was that the Razzies need more categories like worst anime. Which film. I hundred percent agree with. I said before many times this needs to echo the or mirror the Oscars. Yeah. Worst animated Worst film. foreign film. Worst fo- give me it. <laughs> Make Mr. Razzie watch every country <laughs> and find the worst that comes out. This is our offer, is he either needs to actually watch a bunch of films or actually make it an academy yeah. and expand yeah. Yeah. it if he, one person can't possibly watch yeah. all the films. So, so And that's yeah. fine, like, it's, who cares really? But, like, you, worst animated would really be, like, perfect. You I, could do that easily. You yeah. could fill a category effortlessly. I mean, we've only done the Emoji movie, but, like, Emoji... Well, that's the only one, I think, that's... It's the only one that wins. Yeah. I think it might be the only one that's ever been nominated and the, for But there's so worst. much we could, you know, put yeah. in there. Um, yeah. Your Tom and Jerry movies that you always Exactly. Mentioned. I always... Yeah, like... But that isn't going to be worst picture. It's yeah. going to be worst animation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Give me more categories. Bring back worst original song. Give me worst score. Worst everything. Just... Mitter and animated one is a big miss. Well, funny you should mention worst original song. I forgot to bring it up in the first half, 
but the Wikipedia page says that they actually released uh, a, 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 an original song for Hillary's America. Oh, okay. Stand up and say so, parenthesis, Hillary's America. Oh. A song that written and performed by for the film by Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers. Oh, I don't know who um, any of those people are. Neither do I. I'm assuming they're the conservative Dixie chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, this has already ran over long, so we're probably not going to watch it for this. But maybe next maybe week, if we have a middle week. section, you might hear our yes. thoughts on Stand Up and Say So, yes. Hillary's America, Francis. Freddy's not dead. <laughs> so yeah, join us in a moment. We'll be leaping into the final part of the podcast mm-hmm. where we cover all of the other winners and nominees. Welcome back to Watching Worst Films, where we are covering all of the other worst films from 2016. So, nominees for Worst Picture, we have Zoolander 2. Ooh, have you I seen not, that? I, you so, lucky man. I, well, you put me off this film. <laughs> I remember asking, because we're, we're both big Zoolander fans. Yeah, one of my favourite films. And one of my favourite comedy, and not films, but like top, for comedies for well, me. Well, me I mean, and Terence Malick share Zoolander. <laughs> I, no, I love Zoolander. Though. I love it. I, I could watch it now and still laugh at it. It's a film without diminishing returns, um, which is very rare. Mm -hmm. And I think I I didn't want to see it because I loved the first one so much. I I, I might get my years mixed up here, but whenever fuck Anchorman 2 came out... Anchorman 2 was a couple of years earlier. Okay, well, that's what broke broke me. um, Because I loved Anchorman 1, and I was like, I'll go see the sequel. And I was so miserable... Zoolander two is worse than Command. Yeah, I, and you told me. I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> on the poster. Perico <laughs> reads. I was like, right, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to associate. I don't even want to have it blurred in because Anchorman Two has blurred into the first one. Yeah, for me. yeah, yeah. And um, well, the good news is that will not happen with Zoolander Two because no. it is so dreadful. Mm-hmm. It's like a clear line. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean, Anchorman Two. That's why I think like Anchorman Two is not completely irredeemable. Is there's like little moments, there's moments where I'm like, genu- oh, okay, yeah. It has a gag in it that I genuinely love when yeah. he's uh, blind in the lighthouse. Yeah, and, um, that whole set piece I really, really like. I remember slow motion crashing an RV. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. moments. It's yeah. just held together by tape. Yeah. And in Anchorman 2, unlike Zoolander 2, I had such high expectations because I remember reading all the interviews where they were going to put it in the A's with shoulder pads and terms and it was going to be what a sequel should be. You know, we'll take these things and move them on into a different time period or show me adjusting in the 90s to like 24 hour news cycles and stuff like that. But no, it is a rehash and that was enough to make me go, what the fuck can Zoolander 2 do? Like, Well, Zoolander 2 is so weird because like... I know that Adam McKay basically said that he got to make Big Short because of Anchorman 2. Like, mm-hmm. that was his one for them and an exchange yeah, he got yeah. to make. I don't know what Ben Stiller got for making Zoolander 2 because, like, they, like they've been pressured to make a sequel for years and they kind of dragged their heels of, like, you mm-hmm. could have made this at any point and people were clamouring for it. Mm-hmm. And then it came out, and everyone was like, "What? No, we didn't ask for this." I mean, I think I think a part of me says Ben Stiller wanted to make it though. Ah, I mean, I don't know. It's I... a good, an easy paycheck, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's a, it's a paycheck for sure. But like, they could have made that like at any point. Like, yeah, why now is money... my question. <laughs> why now? Not why not ten years ago? Yeah, because um... like, there's no internal justification for, it and it's just it's so sad because like every bit you can imagine gets recycled. 
it's just like yeah it's really it, it, it's really dreadful mm. and yeah i okay. really yeah um, big thumbs down big thumbs down <laughs> we then have independence day resurgence have you oh, seen that's that the, the remake the reboot the yeah. reimagining uh no again i don't like independence day yeah i think we've spoke about this before i have zero interest and i knew it was going to be such a fucking blockbuster that i just didn't want to give it money they don't you know? need my money they don't yeah, need my be money fine. they don't be fine i'll pirate hillary's america instead <laughs> um yeah so no i assume you've seen it though no no oh, i haven't great. seen it yes similarly independence day one is fine but like i don't like it enough to see a sequel made 20 years no, later it, all the legacy sequels are very even if i kind of liked him especially like on the bay line bad boys had a third one and it's got a fourth one so this is real network uh, yeah but on yeah, the yeah. bay oh yeah sorry on okay, the bay yeah, line, okay. Yeah, we're yeah. moving on to the bay yeah, line. yeah 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 like on yeah yeah it had a fucking reboot and i don't even hate the first films yeah but i still have no interest and i don't want to give it money yeah legacy sequels I, I adore for some, some reason, <laughs> but not when I don't have any interest. And this just kind of falls into that category. Well, my thing was, you don't get Will back, you don't mm-hmm. get me back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very I, true. I'm going to be seeing After Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we then have Gods of Egypt. Have you I seen that? I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's a weird, like, oh, I, I don't know what, I think it's kind of trying to do 300 but with the gods of Egypt, Gerard Butler's in it. My mum's seen it. My mum, I think, enjoyed Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Um, Stars Gerard Butler, Chadwick Boseman, Nikolai Koster-Waldo. Okay. It's Uh, terrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound sound like my cup of... I've seen very little Butler as well. Yeah. Um, So pass then we have dirty grandpa have you seen I ha- dirty i've grandpa? seen right i've seen a bit of dirty grandpa oh. it tricked me with the jackass tag yeah bad uh, grandpa yeah it's like jackass presents no that's bad grandpa oh, what the fuck dirty grandpa's de niro bad oh, grandpa's not so dirty grandpa's okay de niro. no okay no then i take it back <laughs> it, we're, we're gonna draw you a diagram here <laughs> yeah all bad grandpas are dirty but not, <laughs> not all, all dirty, dirty grandpas are bad <laughs> Okay, um, this is the yeah, the De Niro one with Zach Efron. Okay, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I thought it was Bad Grandpa. I was going to talk about fucking Bad Grandpa. How's Dirty Grandpa? Um, I just watched it for this. It, it's bad and dirty, but like I I would be lying if I said I didn't laugh. How many laughs? Uh probably about three. That's enough. It's my three. It's my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> if the film makes me laugh three times, I can't call it a bad movie. And like it's it's one of those things where they, they give people freedom. Like there's it's a bit like I was gonna say it's a bit like boat trip. Like I think Will Ferrell might get a laugh in the opening to boat trip. It's one of those things where like if you just give comedic or maybe it's like a bit like the, the ladies man. Ladies man of like yeah. if you just give people a little bit of freedom yeah. to riff, it's like if when you have a movie full of comedians, it's kind of like a success when you manage to have something as completely devoid of laughter yeah. as like some of the like David Spade, yeah, Rob yeah, Schneider yeah. films whereas this at least like most of the jokes like there's like you look like Mitt Romney Terminator well you look like Alan Dushowitz yeah, okay. it has like a bunch of cringy jokes but then it had a bunch of really dumb like there's a bit where like Jason Manzukis gives Zac Efron like a, a bong and he's like one of them's weed and one of them's crack. And Zac Efron's freaking out because he's like a square by the book's lawyer. And he's like, what one's which? What one did I do? And he's like, well, the, that one was the, the, the... And then he's like, that one's crack. 
and that one's also crack. <laughs> you think he's about to freak out, and Zac Efron just shits. I just did crack yeah. to the party. So yeah, I'm not. It doesn't sound funny on paper, but <laughs> in such a desert of laughs, okay. dirty grandpa. I did laugh a couple of times, not as bad as I was expecting. Then we have Batman v Superman, Finally. Dawn of Justice. Finally, a film I've seen. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, I hate this film. I, you know, my feelings on this. Yeah. I hate all the Schneider Batman versus Superman versus. Yeah, I hate them. Like, I actually fucking, I was miserable watching this film. Yeah, and I put this one off because I hated Man of Steel. Yeah, and um, I think it was you talking about it that made me watch it. Um, so I was like, ah, fuck it, it can't be that bad. Like my Zoolander points taken away. I yeah, spared you from Zoolander, Zoolander two, two, but two. apparently inflicted this. But I don't you. love Man of Steel, so maybe yeah. it's, that's what I'm saying. If I love Man of Steel, I would have yeah. thought I stayed clear of it. Yeah, yeah I, I hate this. I think it's a miserable experience. Yeah, I don't have anything other to say than I hate it. It feels like what's that? Twenty sixteen. It feels like longer because yeah. I feel like there's been three hundred films in between it, between then and now. Rather, the Justice Leagues clouded my brains a little bit yeah so i'm trying to you know i i know i know the major points i know my martha points we'll call them but yeah i hate it i hate it i absolutely fucking hate this film yeah it's terrible like if you could speak to if we could if we could pull a flash for a moment and pull 2016 jericho onto the podcast i'd almost give the floor to him because i remember hating it a lot of the time whereas i feel like i might have rehabilitated it slightly in the years since just because superhero movies have expanded so much. Well, that's so it. I, I rehabilitated that... it by forgetting about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Like, like, you seeing the Martha thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's really bad. It, oh, it yeah, Amy really Adams is in this. It's really oh, fucking yeah, bad. Oh, yeah, Batman does go to... We do get Mad Max Batman yeah, for some reason. Yes. Um, Post-apocalyptic Batman. So, basically, everything I remember about this film is something that I don't like. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, probably, probably worthy of being here. Then the winner, Hitler's America, of course. Mm-hmm. Worst director, Ben Stiller for Zoolander 2. So it's dreadful. Yeah, he's bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's all bad. I hope that he... Like, I think this was post-Walter Mitty. So that's why I don't understand. Because I think he got like a lot of goodwill and sort of bounce from Walter Mitty. So I do not understand why he immediately did this. Like, if they were like, a, hey, this seems like something you do in order to get your passion project made. Or or, or money talks. Okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking, even if you didn't pursue it, if some producer came up to me and was like, you want $40 million to make Zoolander too? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I could do with another house. Yeah. Yeah, like... Because yeah. yeah. Ben Stiller is, like, one of my favourite comedy actors, and, like, I genuinely like the stuff that he's directed. I haven't seen all this TV stuff, but, like, I, yeah, genuinely I mean, a I... big, big Ben Stiller fan. Yeah, and I and that, hate this. That's, that's why, yeah, because I am too, you know, from Ben, from the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. From his brief days on SNL. Like, yeah, I, I, from, and Jen. I, I, yeah, I just, I, I love him from out, throughout, he can steal the show and even something like fucking Happy Gilmore, he takes, you know, steals yeah, thunder. Yeah. Even when he's leading, he's great. Um, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about him, but that's why if it's not a passion and it's not to get something done, it's just cynically done for the money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jerry Stiller's dead as well at this point. Is he? Is he in it? Um, he might be in it. No, I seem to remember his character being dead. Is there a joke with? I I can't recall. Yeah. 
Jerry Stiller, I thought, died a couple of years after the film, but I the film killed him. That's my that's my. <laughs> I my headcanon is he's alive, but told Ben he had something else. So <laughs> he read the script and was like, ah, "Sorry, Ben, I'm busy that day." Dying this day. <laughs> <laughs> we then have Zack Snyder for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. We've spoken about like all Kevin Smith fans getting mad at me. Do you want to take the floor to what, say something? What, say I hate <laughs> Zack Snyder. Um, I, 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 maybe I don't hate him. I, I once upon a time liked him. Yeah, um, when you were a teenage when boy. I was a teenage boy and I seen Dawn of the Dead. And yeah. Before I watched the original Dawn as well, I think I, I did see Snyder's first and then went back to watch Dawn. I was like, oh, wait, no, I, I don't like you as much. Uh, 300 at the time I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, the film that broke me was what's the fucking insane asylum girls that go into the oh sucker punch sucker punch yeah. I hate that film yeah I thought it was one of the most dreadful. ugly fucking yeah. insulting boring disgusting trash I've seen on a film and are then, you a Legend of the Guardians fan I've not seen Legends of the Guardians I haven't seen uh, so that yeah, no one has or whatever. so like you know but like you know what he was he had a style. Yeah, I appreciate style. We talk about Robert Rodriguez and stuff. I like people that have some sort of stylistic flair they can put on things. So when Man of Steel came, I kind—I mean, we said we got to see it together because yeah, we were there opening day. Right, like show me something. You know, like you, someone that's got that stylistic flair or touch or like some creativity. Yeah, get in a Superman film. Sign me up. Sign mm-hmm. me up. I'm up for it. And it was one of the most miserable fucking times I've ever had. It was funny for bits. Yeah, but it was not. It was in antithesis of what I want from a Superman film. Yeah. And then You mean you don't want your Superman not saving people and just kind of lurking in the sky like fucking, an inscrutable god. It's just a fucking yeah, like oh it's the Jesus moment. A you know, Superman who's Jesus. totally like inhuman. Yeah, like absolutely like <laughs> a guy who was raised to be a robot by Man Pa Kent. The and humble I, farm <laughs> Kendall's farmer. I, I think this even more so with Batman versus Superman. Like yeah. I, I feel like you know, I honestly do think he give it an effort. Like, probably more than Kevin Smith would ever do. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm honestly, not honestly, I'd rather see Kevin Smith's take on Superman. Um, oh, that's tough. Maybe if you can combine them. A Kevin Smith script directed by Zack Snyder. Because yeah. my part of my redemption is, like, this has just kind of become images. And I can appreciate Zack Snyder for putting his stamp on a superhero movie. In just the years to come, I've seen so many production line MCU films. And, like, the idea of, like, all the stuff I hated about, like, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman at the time, like, the in-your-face, like, Christ allegory stuff. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, Scorsese, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. making a personal statement in a... But, yeah, you're right. When I think about storytelling, it's, very it's like generous. a three-hour yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I'm all, kind of being too kind. That is also my biggest problem with Schneider. And I haven't seen the Schneider cut of Justice League yeah. because you cannot pay me to watch five and a half hours or whatever fucking line okay is. we've got it that's our clip <laughs> social media and Kyle do you want to hand out your address your first <laughs> I am not I, 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 for I, the record I watched Snyder's Justice League I thought it was an improvement I restore the Snyderverse I'm with you <laughs> I'm with her I'm with Zach <laughs> yeah. um, no because I, I don't I don't like the Justice League I didn't like even with cuts I'm not watching it again but longer um, so you're Team Whedon, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, male feminist Team Whedon. <laughs> or else, yeah. Give me the no cut. <laughs> cut all of it. Cut all of it. <laughs> so next we have Alex Proyas for Gods of Egypt. I don't know who that is. Um, I don't think I've seen any other Alex Proyas stuff. The Crow. Oh, I've seen The Dark Crow. Dark City, oh, I've I, seen, Robot, okay, okay. I have seen, oh yeah, I've seen all those films. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, I love The Crow. And I you're going to be watching Gods of Egypt yeah, tonight yeah. on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. And what a jump from The Crow as well, the Dark City to iRobot. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. I love The Crow, actually. So, yeah. there. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. He's a good... <laughs> it's not Razzie-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> we then have Tyler Perry for Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh, it's not the Medea I've seen. Tyler Perry's always popping up here. We're yeah. gonna, We're going to cover him one day. I tell you, Perry special's happening, whether... You want to or not? Um, he's, he's racked up all the nominations in yeah. every category. Well, we've spoke about him before. Between us, we've seen two Medea films, yeah. so we're probably qualified to speak because they're the same. Yeah, it's, it's just the same, like, same, same shit. Like I don't know. Like it's like fair enough. Like I, I kind of like he knows what they are. He's yeah, capable yeah. of better, and the Medea films have an audience. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of like. For like a, a white guy like Mr. Raz would just be sticking his head in every year to nominate them. I'm kind of like, uh, I'd rather see the Tyler Perry slot go to someone else. Yes. Mm. I mean, they're, yeah, it's, it's like the earnest films, you know? Yeah. You, you'd make them again, you just spice yeah. them up, move them about. Like, like there's nothing, like, I, I, I don't know, I'm a hypocrite because I go back and forth on like, if you nominate one Fifty Shades film, you have to nominate all of them, or like, when he, he just kind of gives up on yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Medea films, I'm like, they're there every single year. And from what I gather, there's nothing hugely notable that makes anyone stand out. So it's just odd, really. But interestingly, the idea for Medea Halloween originated with a fictitious Medea movie that was mentioned in Chris Rock's film Top 5. Oh. So we can blame Chris Rock yeah, for yeah, okay. Medea Halloween. Deserve these slot, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Medea. <laughs> We then have Roland Emmerich for Independence Day Resurgence. He's another one who's kind of been rehabilitated by the drought of modern cinema in that, like, I appreciate anyone who makes any kind of, like, auteur film. Like, I know a Roland Emmerich film is recognisable. You can smell it from Which now to me is a positive. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Roland. From the day after tomorrow um to 2012 and to anything yeah to moonfall and not even see moonfall <laughs> yeah, yeah. um yeah he's not for me i mean but yeah. he, he has a style he has yeah. a, he has an audience he's very yeah. similar to t- tyler in that he knows what he wants to do and he, he gets the budgets to do them and then occasionally just has to do an independence day to get that box office back up <laughs> that's the uh, family's yeah, yeah, yeah. back up yeah. um, put some coal in, in the engine but yeah and so the winner dinesh d'souza and bruce schooley for hillary's mm-hmm. america Moving on to Worst Actor, Ben Stiller for Zoolander 2 as Derek Zoolander. He's dreadful. Yep. It's just like sad. He doesn't look like he wants to be there and it's just weary and sad and made me confront my own mortality in a way in which made me uncomfortable. Robert De Niro for Dirty Grandpa as Richard Dick Kelly. So Richard Kelly, of course, the director of Southland Tales. Yes, My main criticism here is it's just unbelievable. De Niro as a grandpa, like the man's just having like it's a just kid now. A father, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's not yeah. nowhere near old enough to be a grandpa. <laughs> the dirty grandpa is like a black ops guy. Okay. Like the dirty grandpa is probably like a war criminal. Okay. And he like the dirty <laughs> the dirty grandpa commits hate crimes on like one of Zac Efron's friends is oh no it's not it's one of like the one of the college girls that they're trying to sleep with, there's a gay guy who's black and you can imagine the dirty grandpa gets a lot of material out of that. And then someone else commits a hate crime against the the, the guy and dirty grandpa goes and fights him in the parking lot. Okay. 
and is like, you're going to apologize to him that you're from a different age and you don't understand that being gay is nothing to be mocked. <laughs> and, and like, there's no, there's no selling of an arc in no. between. It's just like, I was like, I, there feels like there could be a really good joke yeah, here yeah, with yeah. someone else having to, yeah, yeah. someone else twisting the dirty grandpa's arm. But anyway, the performance, it's, it's sad to think of De Niro, what De Niro's become. But in isolation, I don't think this is bad. Yeah, I think he's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fair. Henry Cavill for Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, Superman slash Clark Kent. Uh, My favourite part of the Schneider Superman films is Henry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he's good, right? I think he's a great Superman that's stuck in terrible films. Yeah. So I'm going to say a big no here. Yeah. That's it. Like he's he's give give me Superman Returns, but with yeah. him, I, I mean, yeah. no no offense to Brandon, I love you, but like yeah. if you give me that style of film with Henry, I'd have been so happy. Yeah, give me give me classic Superman, but with Henry Cavill, and I'd be yep, he's great. Complete agreement. I think he it would have been really good to see him act in a movie where he can have a little bit of like the classic Superman yep. sort of like joy and yep. fun, but instead this is just grim and boring. Yep. But that's not his fault. He executes the vision to a T. Yep. So yeah, undeserving. Gerard Butler for Gods of Egypt and London Has Fallen Ooh, as Set and Mike Banning. <laughs> Mike Banning's a good name. I'm not the biggest Gerard fan. He's uh he's not I'm not I'm not against him. He he gets lazy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, he's a lazy actor. He's just I mean, I'm not going to say this as a Seagal fan, but like, <laughs> I don't want to get too. A little bit of effort kill you, Jenna. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> when are you playing the guitar? You know, like, when when you getting up to pay? So yeah, not the biggest fan. That's all I can say. Yeah. We then have Ben Affleck for Batman versus Superman: yes. Dawn of Justice as Batman. Gilly himself. Wayne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. I don't know of you. I think I don't know how much I spoke about your opinion on it. I don't like Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I don't think that's his fault or the film's fault. I think it's just weird miscasting. Yeah. I think that's just all it boils down to. He's not a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And he's an okay Batman. I like, it's just no, I just think it's miscasting. I don't think that's personal against Ben. I have th- this has kind of been thrown back in my face with seeing the Flash last week, where I was like, oh yeah. I really don't think you're that good. Like, he's not bad. It's, again, I think just miscasting yeah, yeah, of, like, it. I can't not see Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's um, a very... It's, just, it's a Clooney problem, you know? He's got yeah. the bum chin and he's so recognisable and, like, it's hard not to see Ben Affleck in the role. Yeah. Whereas, like, even a Patson and that, like, even yeah. Kilmer, I can buy it. I can get into it and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I know Ben Affleck is adored by people who are like he's the best batman of all time yeah, kevin Smith. but i've never heard yeah <laughs> yeah i've never exactly i've never heard that articulated by someone who doesn't just describe it in the shallowest terms yeah. of like oh man like his suit his costume yeah, he's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. the physical shape cool, he's in yeah. of like there's no, they can't articulate anything yeah. about the performance yeah. it's just 100 yeah. percent. and i that i think that contrast really bad in this film with henry yeah because henry's so good and perfect he's so yeah. perfectly cast and then someone who's terribly cast and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's we it makes it stand out even more so if he had his little little solo film first it might have covered up a bit yeah yeah no he's not good in the role and then worst actor of course goes to dinesh d'souza so well won. well won worst actress shalene woodley for the divergent series allegiant as beatrice tris Pryor. <laughs> no idea um 
No idea, haven't you? I have not seen Allegiant, I don't think. I've only seen Divergent. And in that, she was fine. I'm not saying that because she studied at the same acting studio I used to. But it is that, like, yeah. She's forced to, like... Divergent is just clearly like, oh, hey, that Hunger Games made a lot of movie. That Hunger Games made a lot of money, didn't it? <laughs> and she's like, ah, uh, yeah, so you saw what Jennifer Lawrence did. Um, do that, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's certainly not bad. Okay. Then we have Naomi Watts for the Divergent series <laughs> and shut in as Evelyn Johnston, oh. Eaton, and Mary Portman. I, don't, I, I haven't seen Shut In. Have you seen Shut In? I have not seen Shut In. It's about a woman who gets shut in. Oh, who'd have fucking thunk it? Sorry, you opened that there and I thought it said Charlton Heston. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Heaton, that's my dyslexia playing up. You know you know how much I love Naomi. You know how much she needs a better agent. Like, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I'm again, this is like personal for me. I'm like, no, no, no. Just because I don't want to see her here. But she's probably shit in these. And they're probably shit films, so... Um, well, I'm just going to say I very much doubt, like, knowing what I know about Allegiant being, like, a YA series, I'm willing to bet that she is not the lead. No, no, Because no, 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 no. Shalene Woodley is yeah, the lead. Yeah. And, like, she has, like, sort of peers that are, like, mm-hmm. her supporting characters. I very much doubt she's like, oh, hey, my mum's coming along. Yeah, 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 okay. And then we have Julia Roberts for Mother's Day as Miranda Collins. 100%. See our discussion yeah. on the special deserved in terms of caliber of performance but she's not the lead no no it's very true yes then we have tyler perry for boo a medea halloween as mabel medea simmons yeah we've covered this before <laughs> see anytime tyler perry pops up sorry i was worst actress That's our, <laughs> copy and paste our fucking responses each yeah. time and then we have another favourite here, Megan Fox for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out in the Shadows as April O'Neil. Oh, I didn't see this one. Did you see this one? No, I don't. I'm I'm a big Turtles guy, but like I don't like the, like the bald turtles here. They just look <laughs> a little weird. Not my turtles. Not my turtles. Yeah. I, I could buy her as April O'Neil though, so I, I don't know. I don't. Could you? I could. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it in my head. Okay. Like... Yeah, it doesn't have to be good. It's a teenage mutant. Ninja I just think uh, I I, don't, I was going back to like two thousand seven Transformers. I think Lindsay Lohan would be my oh a hundred no. I, I'm not saying I'd pick her. I could yeah, see yeah, her do yeah. it like and be like okay, I could pass. I think she, Megan Fox is too cold and aloof, whereas April's uh, like oh seven oh six. Lindsay Lohan would have been spot on. Yeah. I'd also probably guess that April Neal isn't in the Turtles movie enough to be considered a lead teenage mutant ninja. <laughs> April O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter because she lost to the Hillary Clintons from Hillary's America. Moving on to worst supporting actor, we have Owen Wilson for Zoolander 2 as Hansel McDonald. Yep. Yeah, he's bad. Yep. Perhaps not quite as bad as Ben Stiller, but it's certainly sad to see Owen Wilson wasted in that. Yep. It's also sad that we learn his name is McDonald because I don't think that's mentioned no, in the original at any point. Hansel, it's just Hansel. Yeah. Then we have Jared Leto for Suicide Squad oh, as the Joker. Surprise is <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long to pop up Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, 
That is fine. Because you could you could do Mr. Razzy bullshit of Affleck's and Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah. You could you could easily double iron. You could. I mean, I I really dislike Suicide Squad. Yeah. I have almost. Entirely... Yeah. Hang on. How's David Ayer dodged? Yeah, yeah. Uh... That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, there's, <laughs> like this should have popped up before here before we're supporting actor. This, yeah. This could have been taking four categories above it. <laughs> um, I hate this film. This is my miserable DC time, isn't it? Like, I'm just yeah. miserable. Thankfully, The Suicide Squad has erased most of my memories. Lucky. Yeah. So, other than Jared, though, unfortunately, there's no getting away from his... He's ingrained into my brain forever now. He's... <laughs> I, I hate him. I, yeah. I hate him as an actor. Mm. I spoke passionately how much, how much... He can nearly ruin my beloved Blade Runner sequels. He's yeah. going to make me not watch Tron 3. Yeah. You know, like, this is a man that can actually turn me away. From, this is like the anti-box office draw. Yeah. I hate him as the Joker. He killed John Lennon. He killed John Lennon. <laughs> he <laughs> did everything. You know, like, <laughs> I, I just, I can't stand him. And yeah, more, the Morbius discussion, I think I said the same thing, so I don't want to repeat myself. But um, yeah, he's very, very, very bad as the Joker. It's just funny because the Joker has become like... The Joker's become Hamlet for morons of like, oh wow, are they a good enough actor to take on the Joker? Like two actors have won Academy Awards for playing the Joker. And like it's it's like it's 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 like a client who kills people. It's not that deep. No. But it's kind of like I I think playing the Joker is probably like a relatively easy thing to do. And yet he just sucks. Like because, it's everything about that performance because is awful. Like, I'm not gonna go with like his highbrow acting role in any of this shit, right? But he's the only Joker that I can think of that I actively dislike. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I love Nicholson. I love Cesar Romero. I yeah. love Mark Hamill's voiceover. Yeah. I love Nicholson. I love Ledger. Or is like, that I, <laughs> I, like, I think it's such an easy... Like, and you can all have your own twist and interpretation. Yeah. That's fine. But when you make it annoying... Yeah. And, like, I, I, I want to be either... In on the joke, pun intended, or intimidated a little bit by your craziness. Yeah. Not want to slap you, you know, like. And just, yeah. That's the biggest problem. Um, of course, we should mention Barry Keegan and the the, the Batman, but I don't yeah. Get that. Okay. I'm not, well, like, come on now, like that doesn't deleted scene or post credits <laughs> and all this bullshit. No, no, no. I think part of Jared Leto's problem lies with the writing and his use in the film, and he's clearly. Suffering from the Snyder, grim, dark, hot yeah. topic Joker of like he's not given much to work with, but still it's like he's so boring whenever he's on screen. Yeah. And it's like the Joker, the one thing he shouldn't be is boring. Absolutely. You look at like I don't know the cliches, but like how he Fledger steals the movie with like eight minutes of screen yeah. time or whatever. Wherever Jared Leto was on screen, Suicide Squad, I'm just kind of rolling my eyes, being like, really. Can I, I, move I, on, please. <laughs> I, 100%. And I, I, I think, I mean, Nick, Nicholson's probably my benchmark, but like, you've got like so much to do yeah. and so much places to go. And obviously, Joaquin can kind of take his own. That's the thing. Like, if the Joker film starring Joaquin didn't come out and show, you can still do more. You can still make yeah, your own yeah, twist yeah. on it and make it different and yeah. have your own thing. I hate, I hate it. Yeah, I yeah. can't say enough. It's truly dreadful, particularly when like, this was meant like this inspired all those like memes like she was his queen and yeah. crazier than him whatever of like with the the dcu and with like the fabulous emancipation of harley quinn whatever that you this was meant to sell their relationship and then the like bad boyfriend you go girl you leave yeah. him 
I was just like, yeah, Margot Robbie, you can do better because this guy's really boring. He's dull. Please get rid of him. I don't want to see him ever again. (laughs) Then we have Will Ferrell for Zoolander 2 as Jacoby Mugatu. It's hard to see him back. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just, yeah, Will Ferrell, by this point in time, the magic is all gone. And I did not enjoy watching him in this film. That breaks my heart. And then we have Johnny Depp for Alice Through the Looking Glass oh. as Tarrant Hightop slash the Mad Hatter. This is Mad Hatter, isn't he? I haven't seen this is the second one. I have not. Yeah. I hated the first one so much. That the second one's not Burton though, is it? No, it's by the guy who did The Muppets, I wanna say. It's by James Bobbin. Okay. So I can't quite remember, but we spoke about like Alice Wonderland a couple weeks ago for last Airbender year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sequel isn't great, but it is better than the original. Okay. Just because the original is kind of just like, it's like the Disney live action thing. So it's just kind of delivering what you've seen before, whereas this at least isn't great, but it's something a little new. Once you've not nominated the first one, uh, but yeah, Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter doing his weird Scottish accent yep. every so often. Not a good performance. Not, just not. for him, yeah, worthy nomination. Yep, it's fair. And then we have Nicolas Cage for Snowden as Hank Forrester. Oh, I've not seen Snowden. Have you seen Snowden? I've seen Snowden. How is he's, he? he's fine. Oh, okay. He's fine. He's like a small, he's like a real small part that just yeah. tells Edward Snowden like, oh, hey, the NSA is up to yeah. no good stuff. So, yeah, no, not that Nicolas Cage is no. without, <laughs> like, immune from criticism. But this is fine, Mr. Razzie. Stop trying to... Kick-Ass 2 was probably around. No, he's not in Kick-Ass 2. No, anyway. His photo is, and his photo is the best part of Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> um, yeah. so. And so that leaves us with the winner. Jesse Eisenberg for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice as Max Land. Le- Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, so they got the wrong DC villain, in my opinion. I like Eisenberg. Okay. I don't think he's... I think he's kind of hampered by being in a not great movie but he is leagues clear of the joker that's what i was just gonna say i mean i don't love him i think it's the film blurring my opinion yeah. of it as well i think if it was a better film if it was again take him and henry and put them in something else yeah, um, yeah the idea of what if lex luther was mark zuckerberg is i think great, is a good one great yeah. idea yeah so yeah but th- th- this should be jared a hundred times over hundred yeah. times over but apparently Mr. Razzie's pro-pedophile. So. He, he didn't watch Suicide Squad, though. That's the thing. He, he, he knew how to nominate him because of like the memes. Or yeah. the, but he was like, I'm not watching it because... I'm scared of the Joker. What if he's real? <laughs> <laughs> then we have Worst Supporting Actress. Celia Ward for Independence Day Resurgence as President Elizabeth Lanford. I'm with her. Yep. The Independence Day universe has had... A Madam President before yep. our one has. Yep. Truly a better existence. The aliens of the paper <laughs> were blowing up the White House. If that's what we needed to get our act together, then can't really say. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen her in anything. Nope. Um, Doesn't ring a bell. Jane Seymour for Fifty Shades of Black. Yes, <laughs> <color> black. <laughs> okay. um, I've never. I can assume what it is. Um, it's. 
it's, it's exactly a what I was thinking. Fifty Shades of Grey. With the Wayans? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, Marlon. Yeah, Marlon. Okay. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, Sean, which one is it? Uh, it's not Damien, maybe maybe Junior. Um, yeah, okay. Again, I have no comment. I never heard about this film until you've... You can speak about Jane, though. You yeah. can speak about Jane. But, like, how is she doing here? And she's how old here at this point? Oh, she's in her 70s, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, she wouldn't be. She'd be in her late 60s by that point. Okay, even still, right? Like, um, I don't know Jane Seymour much apart from an obvious one. Um, and my beloved Live and Let Die Yeah. is one of my favourite Bond girls. Yeah. Um, if not my favourite Bond girl. Yeah. She wasn't a good actress back then, though. Okay. Um, Jane Seymour Jane Seymour go back on for a minute I don't want to sound stupid nope I was thinking of someone else so I know her as solitaire so I don't and that's what 1972 so I don't know how she's doing 40 odd years later yeah and I don't know what she's doing in this so fair yeah. and I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Black so I cannot comment then we have Aubrey Plaza for Dirty Grandpa and Slenore Aubrey Plaza's good. Like, I, I'm not, like, a huge fan. Like, some people just, like, worship the ground she walks on. Yeah. But, like, I, I like her in Dirty Grandpa. I like it. I, she's fun. I'm a fan. I mean, yeah. we're both fans of Parks and Rec from even, the, from the get-go. Yeah. And everything else I've seen in her has been good. I, yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I am a fan. I have the little hesitation of do something different. Yeah, like resting on the not what's she called April. Yeah, the not O'Neill. Yeah, Ludgate. Ludgate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sometimes veers close to like that laconic yeah, goth girl thing, um, whatever. And I, I, I honestly think the older she gets, the better she'll get when she has to steer away from that kind of. I haven't seen Emily the Criminal, uh-huh. which is like her dramatic mm-hmm. thing, but like I already in the past couple of years, she's been stretching her legs more, and I've that's, been enjoying it. That's it. So like, if it's in that, I'm still playing April Ludgate. Then I'm, yeah, it's not she's kind of just like yeah maybe a little April but she's like just hypersexual she's like I'm gonna fuck the dirty grandpa and that's basically her character <laughs> but she is funny doing it yeah okay fair then we have Kate Hudson for Mother's Day as Jesse. she's bad she's bad she then, special. Yep. Julianne Hoff for dirty grandpa as Meredith Goldstein so this is completely undeserved she's Zac Efron's fiance she's okay. barely in the film okay and she's not like not doesn't stand out in any okay. way. So this is Mr. Raz yet again struggling to name five women. Exactly. Talked about it so many times. Yeah. And then we have the winner, someone near and dear to your heart, Kristen Wiig for Zoo Under Two oh, as Alexanya Atos. So I see I spoiled. I seen their pictures on the Wikipedia yeah. page and I instantly assumed Ghostbusters for some reason. Oh um, and I don't I don't mind her in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I, I again I, I like her in Ghostbusters I think she's probably my favourite of the four but I could be biased because I'm just a big wig man yeah um, anyway, Kate yeah. McKinnon's still novel to me I like Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters she wears she's eating the Pringle she's, she she wears a little bit on me McKinnon but like <laughs> wig, wigs, wigs the most closest to what like an actual Ghostbuster from the original two films yeah, would be like yeah she could fit into yeah, yeah, yeah whereas yeah, the yeah. other three are more like turned up caricatures and yeah. that bugs me a lot more so her reservedness really makes me go oh you're just a bit of a nerd like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can I dig this so yeah I'm a big wig fan I've spoken about her before I, I adore her I think she's fantastic she's fantastic and stuff like Skeleton Twins as well like yeah. she can do dramatic welcome to me mother um, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. lover and everything um, yeah. I think she's so good but I don't know how she is in Zoolander too Honestly, I think it's a little unjust that she's the only winner because, like, she's, while not great, she's just turning up and camping it up. And she's at least delivering a performance with a little more energy than Owen Wilson and Ben, mm-hmm. ben Stiller, who just look 
tired and likely don't want to be there mm-hmm. whereas she's bringing a little something to yeah. it so yeah she that's that's not deserved in my eyes not least one of k hudson then moving on worst screen combo ben stiller and his bff barely funny friend so Owen wilson in zoolander 2 their chemistry died in the intervening de- intervening decades yep and they're at least kind of singing from the same hymn sheet in terms of they both look equally sad. Yeah, yeah okay. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> then we have Tyler Perry and that same old worn out wig in Boo, a Medea Halloween. I swear he reuses yeah, that exact same wording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nothing to say. I'd just be using those same old worn out gags which mm-hmm. I've used in the past and I'll probably be using in the future. The entire cast of once respected actors in Collateral Beauty. Oh, shit. We could have had a Will Smith not. So I saw half of Collateral Beauty because this was apparently when I was doing the podcast with Kieran. So I saw, I think, the... Maybe the end? Collateral Beauty is insane. (laughs) And it's got like an all-star cast like Will Smith, Kate Winslet, Edward Norton, Kieran Knightley, Helen Mirren. Um, Jesus Christ. It's like his son dies or he's in a funk and people agree to like trick him that he's meeting like it's kind of like a ghost of Christmas past, present, yeah, okay. future. People pull a prank on him to try and help him get over the death of his son. It's a appallingly written film and everything in it sucks. So it's surprising so, it's popped up this way into the Razzies. Precisely, yeah. precisely. Johnny Depp and his vomitously vibrant costume in Alice Through the Looking Glass ever yeah um, i disagree i i actually disagree with this even without seeing it because I, I can see him in my head in yeah, character. yeah that's effective yeah um i will give him that like that's what i would call a mad hatter yeah look like so yeah no comfort in burns production yeah. design team or the costume department he yeah he yeah yeah that's yeah. probably the best compliment about it so no i disagree with that one yeah i i agree wardrobe good on that film mm-hmm. any two egyptian gods or mortals in gods of egypt lazy yet again yeah. name them single them out yep. and the winner goes to ben affleck and his bff baddest foe forever henry cavill in batman v superman yeah. dawn of justice so like yeah they need a norm in my opinion because they're a weird non i feel like they don't have they don't fit. I guess. But they have the, their mother has the but same name. Their mother name, has Kyle. the same name. But, um, <laughs> How much more can you only, ask for? My only little footnote here is Mother's Day should be here. Martha's Day. Uh, Martha's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day four combinations are way worse combos. Oh, true. Um, yeah. The yeah. fact that it proves that he has the racist what, grandmothers. Yeah, yeah, like they could worst screen combo. <laughs> racist grandmothers from Mother's Day. Yeah. Fucking boom. You could also have taken Denise and his relationship with the truth or some shit yeah, i don't know like yeah, yeah you could have yeah. done something more than um this is lazy he is getting very lazy at screen combo here though um <laughs> he's reused the same joke yeah. so worst screen combo is mr razzy and his reused hash jokes oh, um, burn. <laughs> golden raspberries 2016 <laughs> then moving on we have worst remake ripoff or sequel yes um zoolander 2 yeah, yeah the, the definition of a very very tired sequel Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, haven't seen it. Um, Independence Day Resurgence, haven't seen it. it. Fifty Shades of Black, haven't haven't seen seen it. it. The idea of one of the Wayans, because this is also, I guess they were, I guess they were still ongoing at this point in time. 
but one of the Wayans being like, oh, we need to do a Fifty Shades of Grey. That yeah. just seemed, yeah. yeah. Alice through the looking glass, yeah, well-deserved. Yeah. And then winner, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Probably well-deserved, I would say. I mean, yeah, I, I would assume you would have said Zoolander too. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm missing Ghostbusters in there. Yeah. Um, which even if you're defensive of Ghostbusters, it is appallingly worse than the original two. I'm going to say first, even including number two. I think it's an improvement. I think it's what <laughs> Ghostbusters could have been. Delivers on the promise. Uh, but, you know, Mr. Razi's not going to dunk on Ghostbusters, so yeah. that's fair enough. Well, because that movie dunks on internet trolls. Yeah, if Mr. Yeah, Razi dunks yeah. on that, you might think maybe he is an internet troll. Um, Hillary, yeah. Hillary is a matter because she'd also be here as a sequel. You're you're right. Zoolander 2 is much more of a deserved winner because it is a sequel to something that is good, whereas in continuing with Snyderverse, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, it's kind of like, it would be more of a surprise if it was good almost. Yeah, 100%. And then moving on to worst screenplay. Suicide Squad, David Ayer from the characters created by DC Comics. Okay, how have you not nominated... It for other things it's just, it's just got one bad supporting actor in the screenplay but other than that it's fucking perfect mate worst screen combo Slipknot <laughs> the man who can climb any rope and any rope yep. Katana and her sword yep. don't get killed by it or yep. your soul will get trapped you, you inside could, you could pick some you, you could, Rick Flag could, and his exposition <laughs> this could sweep it this could have swept it um, yeah, no. Um, granted, these are all lines of dialogue from the worst screenplay, yeah, so like, not yeah. that this is undeserved, no, no, but no, no, it no, certainly no. should have been up for other things. Yeah, 100%. Um, then Independence Day Resurgence, Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich, James Vanderbilt, James A. Woods, and Nicholas Wright. So James Vanderbilt is fascinating because he wrote Zodiac, which is... Uh, one of your faves. Yeah, masterpiece. Yeah. And then used that goodwill from Zodiac to leap into The Losers, The Amazing Spider-Man, White House Down, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Truth, Independence Day Resurgence, Slender Man, White House with a Clock on Its Walls, Murder Mystery, Ready or Not, Scream, and then so on. But like, um, Did he co-write Zodiac? No. All him? Zodiac was all him. No Fincher, yeah. nothing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure Fincher might have had input, but yeah. he's the only credited writer. Wow. And oh, then, that is a fall from grace. Uh, <laughs> he's making money though. That's I. I think it's just like he busted his ass on that, and probably got really deep into reading books about the Zodiac. And I was like, kind of just want to write about Spider Man, Slenderman. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I would do the same. Yeah. You put your heart and soul into one thing, and then fuck it, and just breeze through, all revelations baby. from here, My baby. Is in the door. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, haven't haven't seen it, so yeah. can't comment. Then we have Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party, Dinesh Souza and Bruce Schooley. Yeah, My bad screenplay. Gods of Egypt, Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. That's not a real name, is it? Um, yeah, so they're a writing partnership, so they have a shared Wikipedia page. And they're a Morbius, baby! <laughs> um, Dracula until The Last Witch Hunter, Gods of Egypt and Morbius. So they're like vampires, they're like... Yeah. Spooked. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, and they're also writing Madam Web. Um, because someone saw Morbius and was like, get me more of that. <laughs> then we have Dirty Grandpa, John M. Phillips. So the work of one individual, Dirty yeah. Grandpa. Auteur, Vision, Dirty Grandpa. 
Fair. I I mean, they must have done work that's not like enough to be credited, but I am sure someone did punch up of like, there's so many just like observational bits in Dirty Grandpa of like, hey, who raided Liberace's closet? Or yeah, like, you yeah, look yeah. like blank meets blank. Yeah. Which I would be surprised if they were in the original screenplay and weren't a studio being yeah. like, this needs more comparisons. 100%. Of your characters, like, you look like the Monopoly guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the winner, of course, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer from the characters created by DC Comics. Oh, Goyer, how do, how do you fall from grace so far? So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I'd give this to... Hillary's America, Hillary's over, America over Batman versus Superman, yeah. but uh, or joint. I mean, they're both yeah. they're both bad for different reasons. It's I think. a real hard one yeah. to separate. And I mean, flip a coin, whatever it lands, that's yeah. the one. Batman versus Superman is a mess, though. I I don't want to like understate that. Yeah. At least Hillary's America, the history part of it was coherent enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, actually, he just took that from a textbook. Yeah, yeah, but they don't care. He still did it. Wait, well, it's adapted from his own book, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, he probably yeah, literally yeah. did take just, that. Just from... take that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But this is taken from fucking comics. You could just take these as well and put them on screen. Schneider can do it. Surely he can. Yeah. No, I I think this is a massive screenplay. So yeah, I deserve winner. Yeah. 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 Like like we said with the the Martha stuff and like it's just it's poorly. It's poorly engineered because the movie is just like it's trying to do too much mm-hmm. of it's like oh shit Marvel's doing Civil War quick we 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 need Batman to fight Superman what do you mean we don't have a Batman yet mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's not there's a lot of reaching going on there mm-hmm. and then we have uh, Kyle's favorite Mr. Razzie come up with a bullshit category Thank you. the Barry L. Bumstead Award which. We know that's the movie for some oh, of the shows. Yeah, direct yeah. streaming doesn't have a theatrical release, but no, <laughs> for a movie that cost a lot and lost a lot. So I've looked it up, and the, this winner, it's only one one nominee, one winner. It's Misconduct, and that had a theatrical release. Okay. So, like, he's changed the. Yeah, that's not the body. Because that used to be, yeah, 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 like the streaming. The non-eligible awards, yeah. Yeah, so like you'd said, you'd singled that out for like, oh, that's good. Like, that's a good, that's his one good bullshit category. But no, he apparently, (laughs) the Barry L. Bumstead Award is whatever I want it to be that year. Fair. So I watched this for the podcast. Okay. (laughs) Um, Psychopath. On a budget of 11 million, it made 2 million. Okay. And... Not a huge budget, but decently big. It, he's you... already fucking up. He said cost a lot. Yeah, eleven million, even with a loss, is still something you can just yeah swipe under the books. Like yeah, but pretty good when you consider the cast of Glenn Powell. Okay, pre yeah. Top Gun, whatever. Julia Stiles. Okay, this is sort of post nineties. Malin Ackerman yeah. works with what's her uh, Zack Snyder. Alice Eve, um, that Star Trek money is dried up. Uh, Josh <laughs> Duhamel. Okay, okay. Anthony Hopkins. And then, Hua, Al Pacino. There's double, there's your budget. Yeah. Five and a half each. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Was that any good? No. (laughs) It's also not bad enough to be, like, it's just nothing. And they do the heat shot at one point. There's the diner where, like, uh, and they do it, like, the shot cuts. No, it's, like, Pacino and Josh Duhamel, I think. Okay. And it cuts way too soon of like, it's an abrupt cut. Like the shot only lasts like three seconds yeah. or something. So it really draws your attention to it in the way that you're like, you've just done this. Yeah. So you've got the heat shot. Yeah. Why would you do that? 
Um, <sighs> so I also think Pacino should be nominated because while I stood up for De Niro, I think Pacino, like De Niro's as good as Bad Grandpa will let him be, whereas Pacino is just like, he's checked out. Yeah. He's like, Fair. like even when De Niro's in like bad material, I think he's still kind of. He can be. Yeah. He can be. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm equally split on Pacino and De Niro. Yeah. I think De Niro does. I, at his best, I prefer Pacino. I think Pacino's heights are higher than De Niro's. Yeah, for but me. Lower lows. But yeah. they're also lower yeah, lows. Yeah, yeah. I agree um, with that. I that agree would with be that. my my take. And then we conclude with the Razzie Redeemer Award, which went to one Mel Gibson from Worst Supporting Actor nominee for The Expendables Three to directing Hacksaw Ridge. So that must be the shortest lived. Yeah. Yeah. So Expendables 3, 2014, two years later. Yeah. Come on in, anti Semite. Yeah, You're not welcome. A redeemer, like. <laughs> Your wife's going to get raped by a. Is what? That, is that Gibson's only. Surely he had something before that. No. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, wow. I thought there would have been Passion of the Christ director norms or something no, popping up. So. Just because He doesn't want to rile up the Christian no. crowd. He doesn't want to rile up Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> you can't redeem something you were nominated for two years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, all those years in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I no. felt that I, the, 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 the bit where I was cast out of Hollywood for my anti-Semitic yeah. rant, drunken, yeah. drunken abuse of rants at my wife, Oh, that was nothing. But when I when I got that Razzie, when I was in the Razzie bad books for two years, yeah. I thought I'd never work it's, again. It's got to be done. like, And I like this award when done right. But like, yeah. it has to be that like Eddie Murphy sort yeah. of, I've done nothing but shite and now I'm coming back to do something yeah. that people are going to love. Or something that is just to get your name back critically and commercially. Yeah. Um, to relaunch it. Like, there's so many of them as well. Like, And I, I agree for all of them. I disagree with this one. And he's barely, like, fucking barely in Expendables 3 as well. Like, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Like, like, you would tell me that and I'd be like, okay, he's won that award because he's a terrible human being as opposed to, like, a bad actor because he's not bad in Expendables 3 and he's barely yeah, in Yeah, he's barely And in. so you'd think that's a moral worth yeah. nomination. And so for him then to be redeemed, I'm like, oh, 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 okay, why? What? Why? <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know. Weird year. Weird year. Weird yeah, year. very weird year. Very weird. But yeah, strongly disagree for that. Yeah. And that brings us That's to an end of another episode. And next week, we're going to be coming back to you with a, another special. So this is where we take a break from the scheduled year by year, working our way through the Razzie winners. And we tackle another area of bad cinema which we might not otherwise get to delve into. <laughs> and so this is my suggestion. I saw this a week or two ago. It's a recent release from this year. Saw it in theatres, hypnotic. And I was watching this film just laughing my ass off, thinking we have to cover this. Can't wait. Because this is a perfect intersection of this is the, I, the ideal Jericho and Kyle film. Yeah. Because I'm a big Chris Nolan fan. And this movie so desperately wants to be a Chris Nolan movie, but due to the fact that it's directed by Robert Rodriguez... Due to the fact. Um, <laughs> you watch your You are a big fan. This ends up being like a Nolan movie made for imbeciles. Well, no, like, it's like, ridiculous. Rodriguez could do Tenet, right? But can can Nolan do Spy Kids 3? Like, come he on sure now. sure as hell could not. <laughs> Spy Kids 4 coming to IMAX. 
Um, so yeah, join us next week when we're going to be watching Hypnotic. In the meantime, as we said, you can hit us up at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com or watchingworst on social media. And mm -hmm. we'll see you then for Hypnotic. See you then, guys. Looking forward to it.